Sex is more important than politics. It's more important than your shitty back. Okay. My back hurts. My dick is bananas. Do you want to find out? My sister is a vegetable. Wow. I'm going to go fuck the same nurse on his grave. I'm a Kennedy, goddammit. You're not a hero. What up, mucker? People, time, and the dabblers. Oh, we've got our dabblers here to learn some more fucking history. And uh, as usual, we'll be giving really shitty jokes. Today's Tom Soy, mean, mean pride. Soy. Soy. R.I.P. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing another episode, as we always do, every week. This is your first time listening to an episode. Every goddamn week, you fucks. We break down someone's life that's in history that's badass that you should know about that you may not. So we go over it as accurately as possible. Don't be fooled by our shitty jokes that we throw in. We just do that. Yeah. We take the research serious, but our jokes, not quite as serious. Yeah, I've noticed that when I do the editing, I'm like, wow, man. Like, some of our jokes are just so off the wall and ridiculous, but then the research is hyper-accurate because we're sticklers about that. Yep. So maybe people will not believe it, but I'm, I'm just telling you right now, like, uh, I don't, uh, believe me, please. Yeah. It's, tr- it's true. We you do. don't have to laugh at our jokes, but we, the info is good. Yeah, if you need the info for uh, a college paper or to uh, inform your brain hole, just be careful. Some of that You can trust us. Yeah, if you're listening to why you go to sleep, some of that might cross over and you're like, in your paper, you're going to be like, so fucking Tesla, right? <laughs> you're like, oh, I didn't mean to swear in there, but or like, did did you know that Billy the Kid traveled to the future one time, to San Dimas, California? <laughs> in his actual reports, just they're like not even blinking at eye. Your professor's like, what the hell? So yeah, we sometimes get some fictional scenarios uh, that is happening. You know what really happened, and we like to almost place ourselves as if we we're there sometimes, or a fictional person, what it looked like if they were there, and how yeah. funny. Because sometimes the scenarios are just hilarious, and we play that out. We just draw that out. But the actual story and information super accurate hell yes so welcome uh we don't use wikipedia no just real shit so yeah. you can trust me Wikipedia is not not a good source no and i always thought that it it was like just one of those things that you say where you're like nah you can't trust wikipedia because it's yeah. people people edited but the more research i do from legitimate sources in comparison to wikipedia wikipedia is actually kind of hard to trust yeah no it's it's not something worth... Uh, that's why we do it. We go and do all the research. Most of the time, I don't know about you, but most of the time my research already involves multiple sources, not just to backtrack to make sure it's yeah. correct from the source I'm you know, starting off with, but also because I often find that one source goes over a lot of stuff but might miss you know, 10 different things here, 10 different time periods, and, mm-hmm. and then you go to another source and you find that that gets filled in, but they're missing some stuff. So you got to use multiple sources. You got to. Yeah. You got to use many sources because sometimes uh, not everything is reported in one source. So you go, this thing to this thing to this thing. I've even watched documentaries that it's were outdated. That it's exhausting. Yeah. As I went to do other research, found out that, oh, that's old. That's what we used to think. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah, because you're like, wow, they really got that wrong. Yeah. Some guesswork there. And it's fun to find out that history is fucking ridiculous. It's hilarious. Sometimes not even our jokes are what's funny. It's what actually is happening. Yeah, the truth is funnier than fiction. Yeah. From two guys who are not comedians. Yeah. We're just dabbling, you dabblers. Yeah, so if this is your first time, you're now a dabbler. And there's nothing you can really do about it. You can deny, but it's too late. You can't get out of it. And a dabbler is just one of our awesome listeners. If you can hear either of our voices for like half a second. Dabbler. That's it. You're in the cult. Aha. Sorry, bitch. For life.
Yeah. It doesn't reset. If there's an afterlife, yeah, we're there too. Yep. Yep. So You can't wash that off. You might as well get a fucking t-shirt. Yeah. We've got them. People time. We got a t-shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a couple ideas for more. I want one that just says dabbler. Oh, that's a good idea. A proud dabbler. Yeah. Or I be dabbling myself. That's a good one. You could, we'll get that for kids. Yeah, get like a little onesie. And grandma. A little onesie. Or a grandma shirt. Like a grandma moo moo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good old night shirt. <laughs> <laughs> comes with a free bottle of lotion. Just because. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those random ones where like when you buy something on TV and they're like, it comes with a free flashlight, even though what you're buying has nothing to do with flashlights. Yeah, I just have a bunch of flashlights for some reason. Yeah. Grandmas need lotion. They do. Dabblers need lotion. Moisturize. Cause you, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name? Uh, porn star Gumby. Porn star Gumby, which is opposed to normal Gumby. Yeah. So wait, why are you porn star Gumby then? Well, in the late 80s when my career in the kid show circuit wasn't going so well, I wasn't as popular anymore. Right. Um, w- one evening, standing in front of the mirror, you know, naked, coked up. Of course, hard times. Bunch of whiskey, yeah. I was just making funny shapes with my dick, and then I was like, oh, I could probably do something with this. Making funny shapes with your dick. Yeah, because if you're unfamiliar with Gumby, I can take the form of anything, because I'm made out of, like, clay. See, I, I didn't know that. So I didn't watch Gumby much when I was a kid. I, I recognize him as the character, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, and my so best he... friend is a clay horse named Pokey, so I was like, this is just fitting all perfectly. <laughs> I did not know any of this. Yeah, Pokey and I can take many shapes and poke whomever. Nice. So you were making shapes with your dick in the mirror? Yeah. Like what a, kind of shapes? Like a fish. Uh-huh. Or like a hammer. You know, like a, like make a fish hook. Like make a fish hook. <laughs> gotcha. You're not going anywhere. I got one. Pokey. You're I not don't going worry. anywhere. I release afterwards. I, I don't. I hold on. I don't cook and eat it later. <laughs> no. <laughs> release back into the wild. Catch it and release. Sounds you know rapey. I wasn't trying to go for that angle, but it definitely sounds a lot more rapey than... That was intended. I, you know, it wasn't intended to be rapey at all, so. Yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> this uh, is when, this is when the fish is like, I want to do this. I'm going to have some of the food, get hooked on purpose. I'm totally down for this. Right. And then release me back afterwards. It's a good time. There's consent yeah. to both things, catch and release. Yeah. Yeah. Catch, fill up, release. <laughs> That's my policy. That's my Jiffy Lube. Well, actually, if you uh, want to now, I am at uh, pornstargumby.org. Uh, <laughs> .org. Uh, there is, of course, a paywall, but we have like a... And it's worth it, I'm sure. Totes worth it. Yeah. Uh, we do live streams of whatever sex worker I can get, and then you guys request the shape of my dick. Only nine ninety nine a month, and that's $999 a month. Easy, though. $9.99. Yeah, don't... don't don't be selfish. It's worth it. It's just numbers. You get to see a guy's dick change into a fish, um, some other stuff. Oh, yeah. Last night I had a gentleman in there, and the request we got was for a fire truck. I made a very detailed fire truck in oh, my wow. dick. Wow, that is impressive. And then we were like, oh, your dick hole's on fire. So I I went in there quick. Of course. You, you, don't, you don't want to fuck around with fire. Yeah. We've all seen the footage of Australia. Ooh. I was like, you yikes. got a fire ass. So I was like, <laughs> get in there and... and <laughs> Put out the fire with liquid. Yep. I put it out. So that's how our jokes go. <laughs> I put his fucking fire out, man. Yeah. And everybody who's tuned in was like typing like, I enjoy this. 
That's what they said. They're like, I am having a good time. This is exactly what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Take my money. And then somebody was like, make your dick into a pine tree. Mm. And the and the gentleman I hired was like, I don't know if I'm into that. And he didn't finish a sentence before I crammed a pine tree <laughs> in him. Yeah, Gotcha. Merry Christmas. It smells all nice and piney. So, Merry check Christmas. it out. <laughs> here's your, here's here's your, your present. present. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Come on. Yeah. Well, who are you? Yeah. Oh, I am the Dread Pirate Roberts. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I'm one of them. Although, there's only one, so shh, keep that a secret. Yeah, I've heard there's many, but there seems to be some um, some levels to that. Yeah, well, I mean, there are, but I am the current one. Y- right. No. So, yeah, it's like a title. Yeah. Um, one of our past uh, to- episode topics, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, right. There's a lot about that. I, I used to hang out with him. Everybody got a peanut. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, if you're interested, my dick can take the shape of... Uh, uh, rodents of unusual size. That would help. Out. Yeah, I could practice against, you know, stabbing them. <laughs> that horrible. Can you make that horrible noise they make when they die? Who? The rodent. The oh, rodents. no, I don't think I, I don't even remember how that sounds. Sounds awful. It's like, yeah, something like that. Anyways, I'll blight it on fire, too. I'm going to roll you over onto the, I don't even know what they are. It shoots out fire from the ground. It's <laughs> It's a weird forest. It's normal. I mean, it's just uh, sometimes on fire and there's and there's um, sand pits and shit. Gotta be careful. Yeah, luckily the princess you have is very protected. Mm, yes, as you wish. Yeah, the princess from the diaries, Anne Hathaway, I mm. believe. Yep, that's her. Yep, Anne she, Hathaway, the princess. She can sing us some <laughs> depressing music. <laughs> pull her hair out and teeth. Yeah. When she becomes broke, like, see, that's about the time you had to sell your teeth. As as awful as that uh, musical slash, I think it's also just a book. Um, yeah. It's, I think, about the French Revolution. I haven't actually really seriously watched it. I couldn't get over Frog frog Voice guy. Eddie, Eddie Redmayne, who also played one of our other episode topics, Stephen Hawking, in a movie. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Frog Voice Boy was... Uh, uh, Stephen Hawking's in a movie. Yeah, I've been reminded many times that he's classically trained and uh, you fine, know, fine. If but, you sound like Kermit, I'm going to say something. I'm sorry. You know, Kermit's a good singer, mm-hmm. but he's a frog. Yeah, you anticipate the that the the tone that he takes, the timbre, the froggy timbre. Yep, yep. Eddie Redmayne's just a guy. He shouldn't sound like a fucking frog. I agree. Anyways, hey, maybe take a couple more lessons, Eddie. Well, do you want me to give you the fun fact? Fun factus. Okay, this is kind of cool. So, uh, let's give her name. Venetia Bernie. Who? Might be saying her first name wrong. Venetia Bernie. Yeah. When she was 11 years old, was the one who suggested to name the planet Pluto. Pluto. Huh. She was 11 years old. And uh, they obviously took it into account, and that's why we have that name for that planet. How old was she? She was 11 at the time. And, w- and what year is this? Oh, this is back in, uh, let's see, 1930s when it was discovered and named. Weird sauce. Let me make sure I got that right. <laughs> so it's like yeah. the... It's May like 1st, the, 1930. The planet was discovered and they took like a public poll or something? I'm not sure exactly how she got involved with it other than she put in her entry, I guess. There was multiple people uh, trying to decide and yeah. she chose Pluto because it's the roman god of the underworld right who disappears and reappears i guess often so pluto sometimes hard to see obviously it's a, mm. like one of the furthest away planets very fun um at least according to the sun 
Although sometimes it's actually closer than Neptune, but only yeah, because it's on a, a weird orbit. Yeah, yeah. That elliptical orbit makes the distances weird. But I thought that was badass that yeah, our, the name of Pluto came from a little girl. Yeah, so it's pretty badass. It's pretty cute, and it's cute that. At 11, she knew enough about mythology right. to be correct about if it. If someone would ask me, like, what do you want to name the planet? I'd be like, poop ball. That's funny. It's a ball of poop. Poop ball is funny. And it's frozen. Isn't that funny? It's like you poop, you put it in the freezer, and you put it in space. And like, you realize it's not actually poop. I'm like, yeah, but it's a funny name. Can you imagine, like, in class and being like... And then you're like, but professor, it might be poop. <laughs> Have you been there? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Scientists. <laughs> Bunch of science talk. It's probably poop. Probably so, frozen poop. I thought it was just a cool, interesting uh, fact about one of our planets. How well, got its name? Well, who are we learning about today? Mr. John F. Kennedy. John oh, Fitzgerald. Yeah, John. That's his middle name? Yeah. Fitzgerald? Fitzgerald. It's a long middle name. Well, and it makes sense. Have you ever read The Great Gatsby by Fitzgerald? Uh-uh. Is that what he was named after? No, but... The Great Gatsby. Have you seen the Ewan McGregor movie? Mm-mm. So The Great Gatsby is about a spoiled asshole who kills a person, and then his neighbor is like, whoa, he's too rich for me to do anything about it. And oh. John is so rich and spoiled that he kind of just gets away with everything his whole life. So there's sort of a... Yeah. I just made that association. His sister didn't get quite the same. <laughs> no, she did not. No. Lobotomy. But that comes up in, in in the narrative today. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. We've made references to John F. K. because we did it in Martin Luther King. Cause yep. he, you know, they had communications with each other. and Yeah. I made a lot of, uh, I don't know. I made a lot of my own calls about JFK. Disparaging comments. Yes. Which is a, the, a lot of what I have as well. Nice. Which I'm stoked about. All right. Because the general takeaway right now is that he's some kind of goddamn hero, and I'd like to dispel that. I kind of, uh, that's how I felt after doing a lot of research, so. Yeah. All right. Fuck all your white heroes. I'm ready to learn. All right. So, uh, Jackie, as I like to call him, or Jack. What, you like, oh, because his name's John? Yeah, he goes by Jack. He does? Mm Mm-hmm, which is another one of those, like, I don't know why. We've done this. I don't know. We have now 40, 30, some, 50 episodes. and It uh, makes no sense. We brought this up at least on like eight of them. So um, it's Robert to Bob. Makes no sense. Yeah. Richard to Dick. No sense. No sense. But Jack to John. John to Jack. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't. I don't know what's happening. None of it makes sense to me. I'm just going to call him Jack because he later marries a girl named Jacqueline who goes by Jackie. So that would be confusing. Okay, yeah, that would be confusing, so. And also, a lot of times when we make fun names, like when we did uh, Patty Boy, because uh-huh. we like Patty, we like Patrice. The, the Dread Pirate Bob doesn't quite have the ring. Not the same effect. Yeah. No, it's not as heavy, it's not as heft. <laughs> Bob just sounds like a bald guy, I don't know. Like, the, the Dread Pirate the Bob. Somewhat dreaded Pirate Bob. <laughs> yeah. Dreaded if you have too many donuts. <laughs> then there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, John Fitzgerald goes by Jack. And he's born to Joseph Kennedy and Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy. So Rose, his mom, comes from the Fitzgerald family. Okay. And they... they uh, Took they, that name and put his middle name? Yeah. Is he the oldest in his family? Second uh, oldest. His, yeah, his siblings. So, born before him is Joe Jr., Joseph Kennedy Jr. Okay. And then Jack, and then like seven more kids. 
Of course. Are they Mormon? Jesus. Well, they're Irish Catholic, so... Close enough for... Pretty much, because... Kids-wise. I don't think even now Irish Catholics are allowed to use contraceptives. Really? No, they're not supposed to, anyway. Yeah, that'd be a rule I'd break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't break the contraceptive, don't... Yeah, <laughs> don't break the condom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is sad, man. You know, so when you're a Kennedy, it's fine because you have a ton of money. You can you can afford to have nine kids. That's true, yeah. Most Roman Catholics are some Latin woman in God doesn't give a fuck Guatemala. Right. And you have nine kids, and then it sucks because you can't afford it. Yeah. You can't afford to have them. Yeah. But Jesus doesn't want you to abort. Or to have protection, apparently. Fuck Jesus. Here, <laughs> here, people time. Hell yeah. So what what time frame was he born? It is May 29th of 1917. 1917. It's weird. I would have guessed a little bit later on. Not a lot, obviously, because he's president. And, yeah. Yeah. But it seems like, I don't know. Yeah, he's a young buck. Right? He is young. Yeah. He, he is very young. He dies pretty young. Yeah. Okay. Very Irish, very Catholic, very rich. Right oh. after World War One. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Um. His his Papa Joe, Joe Sr., as I'll call him, um, is a very successful businessman and investor, potential mob guy. I don't think he's a member of the mob. Really? Well, because he's Irish, and there's not really an Irish mob, but I think he was fucking with the Sicilian mob oh. during uh, Prohibition. It's a good and, pizza. Sicilian pizza. What's on that? I actually don't know. I just know it exists. I, I didn't have. I, I couldn't back up my joke. I don't even give a shit what's on pizza. I'll eat the fuck out of it. Yeah. Especially Sicilian anything. Yeah. S- salami. Yum. Thick cheese. Yeah, but it. Yeah. <sighs> I love pizza. I love the Italians. Me too. Yeah. Kind of wish I was part of the Sicilian mob, but I'm Danish. It doesn't <laughs> they don't care? <laughs> no. No thanks. Thanks no. for the application. Okay. Next. Thank you. So Hail his Thor. father might have been a part of maybe dabbling into a Sicilian mob? Yeah, he definitely has mob connections. Oh, shit. Uh, to what degree, uh, nobody super knows. Probably want to keep that a secret when yeah. they were doing it. Yeah. But he is very, very successful. Very goddamn fucking rich. And they're in Boston. 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 Yeah. And uh, his mom, Rose, came from another rich family uh, who her dad was the mayor of Boston. So they are very... Part of the Boston social scene, part hmm. of the very rich people of New England. Okay. You know about them if you read TMZ in 1920s. Uh, uh. Fantastic. Um, his dad, Joe, was also a serial cheater. Oh, yeah? Uh, so the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, does it? It does not. <laughs> no, Joe Sr. actually would talk to Joe Jr. and Jack about his dalliances dalliances so it was like open it was like whatever oh he'd come home and be like boys boys come here when they're like nine oh my boys, god i just fuck this lady and hey, he you know went, your school teacher mm-hmm. some sweet ass pussy you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying hey, you, you see it around you, you know what i'm talking about with the juicy pussy you eight-year-old jesus christ man that's i did not know that that was even huh yeah so. and then he would also challenge them he'd be like i fucked so many girls how many girls are you going to fuck? you going to fuck more than me? 
What's Are up? you serious? This is real? That is true, actually. That's why when we were saying that history is funnier than the jokes we can conceive, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Conceive is a good word right there, too. Joe Sr. conceived <laughs> many awful things that yeah. are also kind of funny. Well, that explains a lot for JFK, then. <clears throat> oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he was brought to believe that uh, fucking girls is like a badge. Like a competition of, like, how many can I get? It is. Yeah. It's kind of a, a YOLO. Poor Jackie. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Well, he is nicknamed Ratface. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I'm gonna be, I feel like I'm saying this a lot. Like maybe we should just call him Ratface. Ratface. Instead of Jack. Okay. Ratface Jack is also a very sick kid. Why? Um he's just fucking sick. Um when he's a kid he has his appendix removed. He has scarlet fever. He's diagnosed with acute colitis, which is just like a vague description of an inflamed colon. So he has stomach issues like digestive issues, cramping. Um, you can't get polio yet. We haven't gotten to uh, the vaccine yet. You know, Jack had pretty much everything throughout Jesus. his life. I don't think he had polio, though. How did he survive? It's a, actually a very good question because he Lots had... money. <laughs> that's probably a lot of what it is. Yeah. He got the best treatment of the day. He also had the, the two major things that affect him throughout his life is a fucked up back, hmm. Addison's disease. What is that? It's, um, I actually wrote down the definition, but I forgot where I put it. It's something with your hormones. So your adrenal glands don't produce enough hormones, which puts you into like a cortisol deficiency. So it like lowers your blood pressure, gives you headaches, gives you a general sense of weakness, and it also makes you prone to other sicknesses. So like all year he's got a cold or a flu or something. I think I've got that. You might have Addison's disease. <laughs> it's less sexy than it sounds. It's either that or what's the one where you think you're sick when you're not? Uh, Hypochondria? I might have that. Maybe. I mean, I don't feel that way, but I think that's the idea. Is that Yeah, if you, you can't diagnose yourself. My mom has hypochondria. Oh, well, then I'm actually sick until someone says otherwise all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Both of us kind of have that issue. No. Where we're just kind of shitty all the time. I mean, I... I don't take care of myself, so it's totally my fault, but... Yeah. yeah. I do not take care... And I take handfuls of pills of different things every morning yeah. to try and offset that, and then I destroy my body throughout the day. Awesome. Jack didn't do that. He was just born shitty. That sucks. He was born with a propensity for sickness that turned into Addison's disease and stomach issues, which acute colitis just means inflammation in your colon. Gross. But nobody could ever diagnose it, which to me sounds like maybe aggressive IBS or uh, whatever that disease is that people have where they just shit their brains out. Uh, Cone's disease. Oh, I did not. Oh, I was going to guess a whole bunch of other things. There's a lot that do that. <laughs> what's it called? Crohn's. Sorry. Crohn's, okay. Crohn's disease is is acute chronic inflammation. And you just shit? You just shit constantly. The guitar player of Pearl Jam has Crohn's disease. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Does he have to, like, well, what does he do in concerts? Just take a lot of pills. Oh. Imodium. Like he just he takes his electric guitar with a long cable to the bathroom and yeah. just... Oh, dude. <laughs> Mike McCready in the bathroom at Madison Square Garden while they're all on stage. Yeah, it's fine. He can keep playing. He's a professional. Yeah. He's he's a, he's a fucking great guy. Um, And he also had asthma. 
and allergies. <laughs> of course. So he's one of those fucking sick kids. I think maybe that's what they How call him. How did he become face. president? Of, like, not just be like, I gotta go to the hospital. I just need to lay down. All the time. Shit. Just jump on my dick. <laughs> just jump on it. Um, his younger brother, Robert, who does go by Bobby, uh, later said that Jack spent half of his life in debilitating pain and sickness. That's a... Yeah, that's shitty. So, yeah, we're dealing with a very sick person chronically sick and he spent so much time in bed reading when he was a kid that he became a you know pretty voracious reader and a student of history he is a humongous fan of uh churchill oh, i love churchill and he read churchill's six volume account of world war one called world crisis nice and it's one of his favorite things he fucking loves churchill yeah big fan um his older brother joe jr is the healthy part of the family and his dad joe senior is like joe jr is the man he's the only one who's important and jack is sort of uh secondary that's kind of funny and his mom doesn't like him at all doesn't like jack (laughs) his mom doesn't like him no his mom rose loves his older brother joe jr has that like aloof rich lady right she doesn't even acknowledge boy and everybody else that i've given birth to fuck him maybe she hung out with the daughters maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, but everything that I found, she doesn't even associate with Jack. Well, with the with John F. Kennedy being in the hospital all the time, was his brother winning the race of who's boning the most girls at this time? Oh, definitely. Well, little does he yeah. know, though, Joe. He uh, look out, Joe. He's going to become president, so Joe's going to be falling to the wayside, I imagine. Joe and Jack have, uh, you know, the uh, what's that? The belt notches. Yeah, and they show it to each other. Yeah, and Jack is so sick. He's like, I, th- I kind of got like half a ja- half half a hand job from a nurse. <laughs> Joe's like, I fucked two sorority girls today, man. And your nurse, <laughs> and the nurse. You were here asleep because you're in a coma a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, we did it on you while you're in the coma. <laughs> sorry, it was on top of you. I'm sorry. It was. Yeah. I'm actually not sorry. It was awesome. <laughs> Let me just make that. You belt, helped. Belt I'm not gonna notch. explain how, but you helped unknowingly. Smell your fingers. <laughs> Smell them. Does it smell like does it smell like Gumby? Yeah. <laughs> um he goes to the Co eight preparatory school in Connecticut and he's not particularly popular, but he does create a clique of guys who are also Irish Catholics and they call themselves the Muckers. Huh. Which is actually an Irish epithet. It's something that non Irish people would call the Irish to be like, you fucking mucker. So they uh, would call themselves muckers tongue-in-cheek, like, nah, we're the muckers. What up, mucker? And they got into all kinds of uh, hijinks. You motherfucking mucker. We're the fucking muckers. Yeah. Yeah, we fuck your muckers. Yeah. Bring her over here. And your mouth. Yeah, whatever you call a muck. And your cuck. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck your cuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he meets his best friend, Kirk Lemoyne Billings, who he calls Lem. He gives everybody a nickname, and his friends never leave his side. He always kind of has a clique. Of the good old boys of the time. Exactly. Yeah. The uh, frat boys. And the frat boys, the muckers, did all the things that you think they do, causing mischief, hitting on girls, blah da 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 Yeah. Um, but he's still overshadowed in school by Joe Jr., who is the most popular kid in school and a football star. He's a football star? Joe Jr. is. Oh. Jack can't play football. He's sick. Yes. 
So he's got a bad back. The only thing he can do is swim, and he's a decent swimmer. He's not amazing. No, that's his sport. <laughs> um, I like that. He wasn't very good at stuff, and the thing he did, eh, he's normal. He's a normie. He's fine. I mean, he would get halfway through a race and then like have to vomit because yeah. of his sicknesses. So take it to the hospital. Yeah, he's just this frail kid, but he's got a big personality. He attracts people to him. Yeah, he's very charming. charismatic. Yeah, yeah, and I think potentially a sociopath, but he's so sick that he's limited by that. I think if there's a god, they made Jack sick because they knew that he could charm his way to the king of the world otherwise. I was going to say, I wonder what, what he would have been like. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely what he would have done. Um, the muckers got in trouble a bunch of times because they bought a whole truck full of manure with the plan of dumping the manure, the manure on a dance floor during a, like a school dance. That's gross. Like the manure is outside the auditorium and they were going to dump it before somebody found out. I hate manure. Manure! And then, like, fucking Biff's there, and his car's full of it. Yeah, so they were going to dump it on the auditorium, but they dumped it on Biff in his uh, whatever car he has. Marty rides off on his hoverboard. <laughs> you know what it's like to be... That's the power of love! I fucking love that song. It's so good. I, love I like the movie. Franchise. Yeah, so I'll, great. I'll watch, well, at least the first two. I'll watch it over and over and over again. And the third one every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's just not The first one's the best. Oh, man. What a great franchise. 1.21 gigawatts. That's amazing. That's probably not the right number. I I never get it right, so. I think it's right, 1.1. I don't don't know. Yeah. It's gigawatts. That's all that counts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, they also got in trouble for rigging the end of year. Oh, wait. Did they? Poured onto the auditorium? No, they got caught. Some oh. teacher, somebody was like, what is this truck full of manure? And Lem was like in the driver's seat like, what? <laughs> What's going on? Where did they even get it from? They're just I like, don't even know. hey guys, check out what I found over on. What I, I wonder how much of it is that, because they're not popular, but they're their own clique. Like maybe they didn't get dates. <laughs> so like, let's just dump shit on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Fuck them. Yeah, we'll get all of them. Built. Yeah, I wouldn't go out there anyways. You smell like poop. <laughs> so I mean who's really the loser and tell me that I don't smell like shit yeah. who's cool now Joe Senior but Joe Jr. came I was like what are you doing what, did they they couldn't lie or anything they're like oh yeah they just got caught it's nothing I don't even know what that manure I don't know what manure is yeah I'm just trying to attend the dance I'm sir. rich I don't I'm not around this so I don't even know what it is well that too he gets away with a lot of things just for being rich yeah Um. he actually also got away with rigging the yearbook votes where they're like the most likely shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like I said, Jack is not unpopular, but he's not, like, super popular. So he probably would not have won any of these kinds of most popular things. But him and Lem rigged it to, I think they bribed the guy in the yearbook office and got Jack voted most likely to succeed and Lem most likely, or sorry, most likable. <laughs> and everybody else is like, oh, who the fuck is that? Yeah. When they're looking at the yearbook. <laughs> That's a pretty funny prank to me. Yeah. Um, in 1936, he attends Harvard and does okay. Lem goes to a different uh, college, so his new best friend is Torbert McDonald, who he calls Torby. Torby. Uh, either awesome or super nerdy. It's weird. Torbert. Torbert. But like Lem, Torby becomes a lifetime friend, and Jack spent a lot of time in college in a hospital bed from various 
just just keeps going, huh? Asthma attack, Addison's attack. Even though they didn't know what Addison's disease what was yet, he was just sick all the fucking time. And his mom and dad are like, it's, it's him being a, like a little pussy. That's what he's in the hospital for. Oh, I think that's what, how Joe Senior saw it. It's <laughs> like I got this weakling little bitch. Let's just keep him in the hospital. Jesus. And Torby uh, would sneak in steak to Jack and ice cream, and then he would sneak him out of the hospital to go swimming because Jack loves swimming. Yeah. So Torby's a nice friend. Um, in 1938, Joe Sr. is appointed by uh, Roosevelt, FDR, to become the ambassador of Britain. And Who is? His dad. Oh. Joe Sr. Um, which a lot of that is because Joe Sr. is uh, a Democrat. Okay, yeah. And FDR is a Democrat. And he's Joe Sr. is very rich, very influential. So FDR saw this as maybe an opportunity to, yeah. But... Joe Sr. as an ambassador to Britain did not help in that he was part of the, the prime minister at the time was uh, Neville Chamberlain, and he was the yeah. guy who didn't want to amp up war, even though the Nazis were brewing. Yeah, he was an idiot. <laughs> he es- was. Essentially. He was like, oh, yeah, Nazis are, are they, they're starting to do stuff, but no, no, they're, they're not going to, though, so let's, let's keep it they, peaceful. Why would a Nazi lie? Oh, shit, they're doing it again. Oh, let's make an agreement with them. We'll exactly. sign some papers that don't mean anything. Oh, shit, they're doing it again. When, uh, and please listen to our Churchill episode. Yeah, we go over all that. Especially for this in part two, Churchill is like, <laughs> there's a war brewing. I smell Nazis. And everybody else, practically everyone else. Was like, now nah, you're fine. Everything's good. Everything's going to be just fine. And, and he's like, I'm pretty sure there's a war coming soon. Guys, uh. And Joe Sr. is part of the Neville Chamberlain where he's like, nah, Germany, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Jack goes to Britain to join his dad. He becomes a uh, secretary because he, when he was a kid in bed reading a lot, he became a big fan of history. And he's like, I want to be a part of history. So he goes to be a secretary for his dad. And That's how you make it in history, secretary. It uh, seems to be. This- to your dad who hates you. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's making on the episode right now, so there you go. I guess he's not wrong. <laughs> There's that. Uh, he actually, once he assesses the whole situation, and he's a huge Churchill fan, he is one of the few people in Britain who agrees with Churchill. He's yeah. Like, no, nah, dude, this buildup seems off about the, the, the Nazis. It's weird. They're making a lot of tanks and shit. Just uh, noting that. Why else would they? Yeah. And Neville Chamberlain and Joe Sr. are like, well, they like tanks. They like tanks and they like... It's uh, like a sport for them. I don't know. They like warships. So what? Um, It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Um, And him and his dad argued about this a lot, which is sort of like a fun microcosm of Britain at the time. Yeah. Arguing with each other. These two Americans in a hotel room like... Ugh. And um, Joe Sr. actually admitted to Jack that he didn't support war because he's an isolationist businessman where he doesn't care if people get hurt. Right. He just wants business. And he's like, the more that Britain, or I'm sorry, all of Europe disagree, the more instability there is, the more instability there is, the more he can jump in with business opportunities. Jesus. So Jack, to his credit, did not kiss his dad's ass. Yeah, that's good. maybe agree that business opportunities are fine, but killing Nazis maybe might be the priority there. Yeah. So um, he loved his time in, in England and actually wrote a lot about that. But he went back to school in 1939, and that is when Germany invades Poland, interestingly. I guess everybody was fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, He finished school in 1940, and his senior thesis is what is now the book Why England Slept, which you can buy on Amazon now. 
Um, why England slept is an allusion to Winston Churchill's while England slept. While England slept is Churchill's book about why England fucked up during the First World War. Same scenario. They they saw war coming. They didn't anticipate it. They didn't work for it. And, and that whole book is how they failed. Yeah. Jack was telling the same story, but for World War II. He's like, why England fucked up the buildup to, to World War II. Which is funny because Churchill was a part of both wars. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack is such a big fan of Churchill, he essentially wrote Churchill's volume two for the second war. That's Churchill funny. was probably busy. <laughs> I was going to say, is Churchill like, what the fuck, man? I, it's like basically my book, but you... you just... I'm going to sue you. <laughs> He's like, no, you're my hero. But, uh, so that's his senior thesis, but why England Slept becomes a bestseller, actually. People fucking eat it up. And after graduating, because war is happening now, he plans to join the Navy. He's denied because of his rampant health problems. <laughs> yeah. I, I had the same thing happen to me. Did I ever it? tell you about this? No. Yeah, so, I mean, I was only, I don't know, maybe I was 18, 19 years old. But, yeah, I was walk, walking around a store, and they have, like, oh, those, those booths. fucking recruiters. Yeah. You Fucking mouth a, breather. Like a really small grocery store. It seemed Ugh, so odd. Yeah. I hate those motherfuckers. And he walked up to me. And at the time, I had a really embarrassing eyebrow piercing. That's not embarrassing. I don't know. At the time, I thought it was cool. but Yeah, but you and I grew up on, like, Limp biscuit. <laughs> yeah. We can't help the fact that we bought Jinko jeans and Ugh. had eyebrow piercings. Yeah, it was the 90s. It was everyone's, the 90s. Everyone's a little bit ashamed of some parts of it. It's a lot of shame. <laughs> but anyways, I had my eyebrow piercing, yeah. And a uh, fucking recruiter walked up to me. He's like... You stand out, son. And I was like, Dang. "Yeah, it's weird to just shout at somebody." And I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "You ever thought about joining the military?" And I never really did. But your dad was, yeah, the military, right? Dad, uh, brother, stepbrother, all, oh wow, uh, brother-in-law, all sorts. Of, a lot of my family is, but uh, not me. I'm not all about it. So he kept talking to me, and I kind of did the whole like agree with him until they leave me alone kind of a thing. Sure. So eventually, got to the point. He's like, "Let me get your phone number, and I'll call you later about this." And I actually gave my real number, because at the time I was just like, ah, whatever, here you go, I don't care. I kind of always say no, it doesn't matter. 18, 19, you got options. And I kind of also it. figured he wasn't going to call. He did, and he called me, and it was just around the time when I had, uh, I got cancer. And right. so uh, I told him, I was like, uh, so I'm probably not going to be able to join up right now, because, uh, yeah, I got cancer, I'm going to the hospital and shit. <laughs> and he's like, huh, all right, well, I'll call you later. Never heard from him again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think they want. Well, how much fucked up would it be if he's like, Oh, uh, okay, so if you don't die, yeah, uh, give us a call. Wait, you know what? Uh, you're going to might die anyways? Why don't you just go do it on the battlefield and get some guys while you're at it, huh? So we have a new program. It's top secret. It's called Suicide Bomber. <laughs> it's called Cancer Suicide Bombers. Yeah. You guys, you make a shit ton of money. Your family's going to be really Your good off. Your family's going to make yeah. a lot of money. You, yeah. You'll you'll be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I never got a call again, and I've had a couple other recruiters come up to me, and I told them, I was like, yeah... I've got cancer. I got to go back and get it Eat checked. Shit. And each one were all like, yeah, that might hinder you from joining the military. So, nah. And I was like, cool. That's I actually awesome. don't want to join anyways. This is perfect. That's so funny because, yeah, that's what happened to Jack and that he was so sick they wouldn't take him. Yeah. They just were like, no. But. Yeah, no thanks. Especially because I think a lot of this is that you and I come from the 9-11 generation. Yeah. Where we were told that we were protecting our freedom. And it was all for oil. Which means nothing. Yeah. We are, we're not protecting anything. That, it makes no sense. The, yeah. It's a double speak, nineteen eighty four. Like, yeah, they want to take our freedom. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. 
It's no. nothing. Anyways. So you're, you're not a hero. You're getting paid. Good job. <laughs> you're not a hero. <laughs> you're not as strong and you're not that above. Anyways. It's funny you're saying that because Jack wanted to join the military so bad, he spent the better part of 1941 getting into shape. Yeah. And his old friend Lem helped him the whole way. And at least in my head, I hear uh, some uh, montage from an 80s movie like, oh, yeah. everybody's working for the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's the montage song. That's the, that's the montage for Jack. Yeah, for Jack. Because it's not as, it's not Eye of the Tiger. It's Nope. It's yeah. because for him, war is a, a rich boy's toy. Yeah. He's working for the heroism that he believes that he serves. Yeah. So he's lifting weights. He's running. He's swimming. He's getting in shape. He busts his ass so much that a lot of narratives that you'll find in the references or the resources are that he got himself into military shape. What actually happened is that Joe Sr., his dad, knew people in high places, said, look what he's doing. So He's trying so hard. He's accepted into the Navy. Wow. Now, at first, he's just a paper pusher. Um... And then his older brother, Joe Jr., his older brother, the football star, also joins the Navy, but he goes to train as a pilot. And Jack jo- goes to join uh, the actual, like, Navy, Navy with ships. Right, right. Now, in 1941, uh, in December, of course, Pearl Harbor happens. Yep. So America goes, fuck! Yeah. Before, we were kind of just not doing a whole lot. Like, maybe we, sh- maybe we should plan. I don't know what's going to happen. I'll sell you guys some military stuff. <laughs> And then I'll give it to you for free. And then, oh my God, we're tech. We're also in this now. Yeah, we were playing all these games with our allies where we're like, we'll help you in exchange. Oh man, we got so much stuff too for even after we were attacked joining in. And we're still on top of the world from a lot of the shit that we did at that time. Britain gave us so much technology when we joined in. Like, okay, we'll come defend you. And then we want all this shit and Britain had no choice. They were fucking, they're on their doorstep. So, yeah, what are the Nazis were? beautiful yeah i love it i love that's america people. for you right there yeah extort and take blackmail advantage. everyone <laughs> america well i think i said uh so pearl harbor happened yeah 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 so everybody got amped up and um i'm just going chrono chronologically here i just wanted to mention because you and i have talked about this before joe's younger sister rose marie around this time in early 19 she was named after her mother too yes Rose, quit naming Jr. your kids after you yourselves. Got, you got You're not jo- that cool. Joe Senior, Joe Junior, Rose Senior, Rose Junior. Stupid. They think they're so fucking important. But Rose Marie, if you are unfamiliar, dabbler, you should look it up. Rose Marie was diagnosed her with some mental deficiencies, which may or may not have been the case. Either way, in early 1941, she was lobotomized. Yeah, her father had it happen, right? Had yes, it done. Like, well, he. Because took a doctor to have it done. And when you're a Kennedy, if you aren't 100% ambition all the time, there's something fucking wrong with you. You're a pile of shit. Yeah, and, and she was institutionalized and then ultimately Wasn't she lobotomized. living on her own at the end? Or uh, living on her own she at was. the time? So he went and made a doctor's appointment to go take her in, and she got lobotomized, which... Because she didn't have the hyper-Kennedy ambition. like So he had her brain cut open. <laughs> and she, <laughs> and she became uh, mentally disabled after that. And she was at, From the lobotomy. She was a potato afterwards. <clears throat> Just vegetable. a vegetable. Um, and most resources that you read about jack kennedy or the kennedys generally don't 
mention this. They they kind of hit it, right? It's a shameful period of theirs. Which is weird because... So I just wanted to make sure... How did he become president when that was lingering in the background? Because like, nobody wrote... Crazy people. Nobody wrote articles about it because the takeaway was, oh, uh, they had a daughter and she was a fucking retard. And then the dad heroically cut her right. brain open. And now she's in a hospital. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <huh? laughs> Thank God. Can you imagine you're a normal person living on your own and you're away from your family and then all of a sudden you're just not anything anymore because... You don't count. Jesus Christ. Um, one of the major Kennedy sayings, which comes from Joe Sr., is that for Kennedy, it's either the castle or the outhouse. Yeah, well... So yeah. he outhoused his daughter. <clears throat> yeah. Now, this is also around the time that Jack's first... Uh, does does J- John ever say Jack, John? Does he ever say yeah. anything about this, ever? Not that I saw. Yeah. No no references to Jack even admitting that he has a sister named Rosemary. Jesus. Because she's a pariah. She's she's dead now. Yeah. Um, around now is when he starts his first big affair, so I'm going to mention many affairs. So, wait, so is he already married to Jackie? No. He hasn't oh, okay. even met her yet. But he actually starts an, uh, an affair with a married Danish journalist named <laughs> Inga Arvad. Inga? And Inga Arvad is... From Holland or somewhere over there. Where they wear wooden shoes. I don't think that's true. She clanked around on wooden shoes. Yeah. And he wanted to put his dick in the shoes. And he fucked her many, many times. And he was actually apparently in love with her. But um, she is foreign. And in 1936, has actually attended the 1936 Olympics. And there was a photo taken of her and Hitler. Whoa. She's a journalist. Yeah. Her story is, I'm there as a journalist. Many people frame that as... She works for Hitler secretly. The FBI actually thought she was a spy. Really? So well, they started wait, bugging the, her. But the Olympics was before World War II. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, not everybody realized that Hitler was uh, making his army. What he was going to become, yeah. Matter of fact, when people showed up in Germany for those Olympics, uh, Hitler tried to change everybody's attitude about, like, be nice to everybody. Right. Uh, be, you know, be welcoming. Show how proud that the Germans are. Sure. And everybody didn't, most most people didn't have a, a fucking clue what Hitler was all about. And then they left and they're like, all right, back to uh, fucking over the Jews. And uh, yeah, as soon as everybody left Germany, they're like, all right, keep killing the Jews. But at the time they, they even said, jobs. even if they're Jewish, be nice to them if they're foreign. So. Well, that's because, yeah. I mean, nobody, uh, people time will not argue that Hitler is a genius by any means. Yeah. Or even particularly smart, but... Horrible. Politically, he knows how to talk to people. Yeah. And Inga had some pictures taken with him, and she said it's because she was just a journalist. But the FBI, uh, being led by J. Edgar Hoover, uh, bugged all her shit. Well, J. Edgar Hoover bugged everybody. Exactly. And that is how it was found out that Jack was fucking her, because he is on audio that they stole from Inga's like hotel rooms and shit. While they were like, having sex or just like talking and shit? All of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'd come to a room, and they'd hang out, and See, they'd fuck her. JFK and Martin Luther King could have... Yeah, they could have talked a lot more if JFK would have returned some goddamn phone calls. Yeah, they would have made a good pair. Um, it is reported... So, so Jack is sent to South Carolina, and he believes, or at least a lot of historical references believe, that he was sent to South Carolina to get away from Inga because he's a very powerful... He's from a powerful family. He's in the Navy. Um, Hoover and or... His dad, the president, whatever. They were like, he, your weird son is fucking a spy, we think. So we need to he's pull, in the pull Navy. out. We're going to move him. Yeah. So he's moved to South Carolina. Now, the Navy just recently created a new program called the Motor Torpedo Boat Squadron Training Center. 
Well, that's a long name. They are making a squadron of torpedo speedboats. And yeah. being, uh, you know, young and rich, so he's familiar with boats. Yeah. They're like, yeah, he's... Are these, uh, the torpedoes they sent out, are they remote controlled? Are they radio controlled? No, they just shoot them from the side of these fucking boats. Oh, just say, that's another reference to uh, one of our previous episodes of Hedy Lamar, who actually came up with a way so that way they wouldn't get jammed on the radio frequencies, but the fucking military didn't take it, so yeah, idiots. Until later, and they stole it, of course. Torpedoes are remote controlled, and you can tap into that, but Hedy created a very sophisticated cipher, Yeah, and they weren't able to be hacked. Yeah. I love Hedy Lamar. Me too. I don't want to fuck her. Uh, she is very attractive. I mean, I just fuck. I'd fuck her bones right now. Yeah. Just symbolically. Jesus. Like I mean, I would actually be fucking her, but it's the desire is symbolic. Wow. I don't know. Great person in history. Thanks for Wi-Fi. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because he's good at 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 boats, and uh, you know, being like a New England rich person, you just sail. He sailed a lot. Yeah. So he knew a lot about boats. So he goes to train in this in this group, and these boats are fucking like they have huge engines in them, and they're not very big. They're like these little torpedo holding boats where they have four torpedo four torpedoes, and they're essentially like a speedboat. Okay, when that's weird. Of, yeah, think of like a long speedboat. So and they are small. They're pretty small compared to what you would think. They as have like a warship ten to twelve man crews. So you've got like two guys for the for the or well it's probably more like four for the torpedoes to load and whatever and shoot and you got a navigator and whatever. Right. So it's like a long speedboat, but the uh motors they put in them are so fucking huge, they can shoot through the water like a like a race car. Yeah. And Jack has a bad back and he becomes a pilot on one of these boats or a skipper or whatever. Sure. And he said that driving these boats is like riding a bull. Because they're just crashing through the water, going crazy. Yeah. So his back gets fucked up. So was his back? His back was already fucked up before this. Oh a yeah. Little bit, and then yeah, his back has always been fucked up, but just making it worse. So he has uh, Addison's disease, and at the time they thought that steroids helped Addison's disease. It doesn't. Oh. But they were giving him huge doses of steroids, and they shoot into your back to get into your spinal column. Right. And what happens when you put large amounts of steroids in your in your spine is it actually erodes your bones. So he didn't know this, but he was suffering from low-level osteoporosis from Jesus. the steroid injections. This guy, man. Yeah. I'm surprised he just didn't die. He should have just died. He should have just died earlier. He yeah. should have just dropped over. <laughs> so riding these fucking boats, his back is fucked up, and he keeps – his back keeps, like – giving out and he keeps just falling over <laughs> i'm trying to like picture this speedboat <laughs> that's just like going up and down on the waves hard and he's just like his back is straight up but somewhere in the middle just like flopping over ah this is painful uh, i'm not sick uh, i'm not sick i'm a kennedy god damn it and yeah due to his kennedy connections he's allowed to stay yeah um he is stationed on to the solomon islands which are just northeast of australia Kind of working our way into the Philippines area to fuck Japan. Oh, okay. Is the plan. Their transport ship was attacked by, or was attacked by a bunch of Japanese um, 
kamikaze pilots. Yeah, scary. And everybody almost died. And it was at this point where everything up to this point, Jack was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Until he saw a ship blow up on top of his ship, fires, screaming. There was a Japanese uh, captain who fell into the water and was shooting his gun up at the boat. And a bunch of people shot him in the water. It wasn't until Jack was like, oh, so this is like war. Oh, I, I thought we were just going to go over there and oh. kill them and we'd be fine. Well, I like that they're in a speedboat of torpedoes and then they're getting attacked by airplanes. Oh, constantly. And they're like, oh, we can't we can't shoot torpedoes. at They're in the air. What no, we? <laughs> we just have to shoot at them and scream. Like, Get out of here, you Japs. <laughs> um, well, he is a lieutenant because he's the captain of the ship. And in the military, he does what military guys do. He drinks. He fucks local oh. Filipino girls. Um, so he might have some kids, maybe. He definitely has a bunch of kids that people don't know about. Oh, my God. 100%. He is also, at this point, wearing what is called a sacroiliac belt, which is... You know, you see those old guys who have that big thing that holds their like back the, in place. Yeah, like the, it's kind of like a weight belt when you go do lifting. Exactly. Yeah. And it kind of looks like a corset. <laughs> this is when he starts wearing one of those. And he slept on a hard wooden board oh. to keep his back straight. And in the mornings, he'd strap this fucking thing on. Is that better to sleep on a boat. board? Seems like it'd be. That's what they say. Huh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't know why. But. Uh, they don't have sleep numbers yet, so. <laughs> they don't. He he definitely would have benefited from that, like finding out his number. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now we're in a new phase of Jack. Uh. So he has a new best friend, as he does. His new best friend is Paul Fay, who also goes by Red because he's a redhead. So yeah. Red Fay is his new army friend, and he is put in command of a PT, which is called a, a patrol type vessel. So these are the boats I was talking about. 12-man crew, torpedoes. They're called PTs. And he is actually the commander of PT-109. Okay. Crew of 12. This is weird. I didn't even know he was in the military. This is odd. It's weird. all about all this. Okay. Yeah, and he's in the Pacific, South Pacific, and they call him Skipper, which is fun. Oh. Because he's the captain of the boat. Yeah. Skip. Is there a Gilligan or no? Uh, Maybe Red Faye is Gilligan. Oh, okay. He's always fumbling around. And the professor. Yeah, making a radio out of coconuts and shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, this actually gets pretty intense. So what happens to Jack Kennedy in the South Pacific on PT-109 is legendary. I didn't know that. By your face, you didn't know that. Nope. Welcome to people time. People time. Um, You can actually buy models of the PT-109 online. Oh, really? That's weird. Right, right now on eBay. Huh. Uh, if you wanted to. So, these PT boats are unfortunately kind of shit. Like I said, they're very fast, but that motor is also very loud. And the torpedo technology isn't great. So, a lot of times, the torpedoes would blow up on accident. Or they'd be going so fast that the Japanese would hear them. Right. So, there's a lot of things so that... So, you can go buy a torpedo speedboat. Is that what you're saying? That on I eBay? could... Yeah. Oh, they're models. Like small scale. Yeah, little, I got little small scale. The reason you can buy them is because the story I'm about to tell you is considered very heroic. Huh. What what Jack does with PT-109. Oh, I do said considered. Okay. I'm ready. I don't consider much heroic. <laughs> um, I like Martha P. Johnson. 
That's yeah. that's heroism to me. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit about Jack Kennedy. Right. So <laughs> what he does is uh, so these ships are kind of experimental. The torpedoes are too big. The engines are too big. Everything doesn't super work. And a lot of times when they would try to shoot the torpedoes, they would either not launch or just blow up the ship. So this is what Jack is fucking with. Um, oh, they also use airplane fuel for some reason. But okay. The research I did on that is that airplane fuel has more ugh, so they could go faster. Yeah. You burn a lot hotter, but that also means that you're more flammable. Oh, okay. So generally, if a PT boat took fire from an enemy, you're dead. You just die. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They need Jack Parsons to help him out. He should have. Yeah, because he made pretty sophisticated types of fuel. Yeah. Uh, the PTs were just using jet fuel on a boat <laughs> that was armed with torpedoes that didn't just work. Just put jet fuel in it. It's fine. That'll work. We want to go as fast as fucking possible, yeah. dude. It was just injected with some Why shit, don't we just bro? put a torpedo as the driving force and just launch the torpedo and it just pushes us? <laughs> yeah, just 10 of them. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty much what they're fucking with. <laughs> um, so PT-109, along with other fifth with along with 15 other PTs, were on an assignment off of the coast of some islands called Rendova in August of 1943. And the mission is to stealthily attack Japanese destroyers and supply barges as they cross this channel. How are they supposed to do it stealthily? Because they're so fast. They come in quick. In the middle of the night, they go... <laughs> and then stop. Launch, launch, launch. And take off. Okay. That's the plan. Long story short, four Japanese destroyers in the area all evaded shots from any PTs. Oh. And several PTs uh, sank from either enemy fire or malfunctions generally. Right. This was a very heroic part on this. Very heroic. What? Is that really all that happens? Well, that's definitely what happens. Well, so what happens is that during this attack, the PT-109, captained by uh, Mr. Jack, yeah. got lost in the middle of the night. <laughs> And they don't know You're where they the are. the compass? What is this, like fucking John Wilkes Booth style? Yeah. <laughs> Useless. Useless. Useless, Jack. <laughs> they actually don't know where they are. Uh, they took some shots at a destroyer. The destroyer shot back at them. And when you're in a PT, you can't take shots because you just explode. They did get so they some. And take off. They did get some radio signals of a female that they didn't know saying mayday and help. There's a bunch of crabs here. Uh, my co-pilot's <laughs> an idiot. Uh, help us. <laughs> But then they lost the signal, and like, I don't know what that was. Some lady. I'm sure it's not important. Yeah. It's Amelia Earhart, everybody. Yeah. So we're making a lot of references to our old episodes, so go check them out. We do that sometimes. Yeah. Listen to our old shit. It's good. So the PT-109 is lost, and they see a big ship. And at first, they don't know if it's one of theirs or one of the chaps. Right. And you have two engines on a PT. You've got the big fucking motor that's loud and can haul ass, or you've got the smaller one that can help you, like, quietly make turns. Okay. So they are facing a ship coming towards them. <laughs> so Skipper Jack turns the wheel, turns on the quieter engines, and sort of f turns sideways because they're like, I don't know if we have to take off or if we have to figure out who this, who this giant boat is. What happens is the engines stall at that point. Oh, shitty. Before they realize that what is in front of them is a Japanese destroyer. The boat's like... That doesn't even see them. Yeah. And it's coming in at 40 knots, and they're just sitting there. I don't know what a knot is. What the fuck is a knot? 
I think a knot is close to a mile. Oh, okay. It's close to a mile, so they're going roughly 40 miles an hour. Okay, towards them. Coming at them, and they are sideways, and his engine stalls. His boat is a lot like him. He just has problems. It's, all, it's sick. A lot of health problems. <laughs> health. His, his boat has asthma and Addison's disease. We need to get this to the hospital <laughs> right away. <laughs> we need to put a back brace on this fucking piece <laughs> of shit. Well, you can probably tell what happens. The Japanese destroyer rams into them and cuts their PT in half. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And um, Jack, they couldn't get out of the way. Crash, boom, fire. Jack wakes up on a broken hole, uh, the hole of the boat that's right. just floating. And he thinks he's dead until he sees fire and hears a bunch of guys screaming. My back hurts so bad right now. Where's my inhaler? <laughs> oh, God, where's my back brace? Somewhere in the world, his father's going like, I bet you that kid's just doing something stupid. He's probably sucking right now, I bet. He probably didn't even notice a Japanese destroyer coming head on. Idiot. Idiot. Yeah. Sickly and gross. <laughs> Rat face. <laughs> and he, uh, so he takes a head count of who's left. He had a, a crew of 12. He sees five guys. He's like, okay, sit here on the broken part of the ship that's still floating. Share the door. Share the door. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Share the door. And he sees one of his crew members. His body is burning from gasoline. Oh, fuck. So he, he pushes him in the water. The guy didn't think to do that. There's, you're I surrounded by just, water. I think he's just panicking. Like, <laughs> There's literally water in every direction. Just pick a Jack direction just to fall. Pushes him. Just <laughs> he sh- save you. So he puts the guy out on fire, but of course he can't swim. So Jack jumps in. That guy can't swim and he's in the Navy? Well, because of his, his uh, injuries. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think he's in shock and a lot of pain. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So Jack pulls him out of the water, puts him on the remains of the hole. Sees another guy. He is flound- floundering and sinking. So Jack Ooh, good jumps in the water. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Grabs him, pulls him out, puts him on, on the wreckage. So all said and done, Jack runs in and out of the water, grabbing guys who are suffering in the water. Yeah. And they had a crew of 12, and now they have 10 guys. So two of them are just AWOL and never found again, and they're just dead. They drowned. They drowned. Or, yeah, they're on the bottom somewhere. Just like, just like the other Jack from the Titanic. They, yeah. They're at the bottom of the ocean, <laughs> and they'll never forget. So the 10 men are sitting on their broken floating vessel, hoping for somebody to come across them to find them. And they actually float out there for Hopefully two... Not a Japanese person. Hopefully not. Yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. They're out there for two days. Oh, we missed them. Hey, look. Come back around. Run them over again. Right? You could just... <laughs> and just corpses. Yeah. Well, so the the broken part of their ship that's floating is starting to sink. And Jack finds a piece of wooden plyboard that was on the side of the ship that he was able to, like, rip off. Yeah. And he gives it to... Because you've got... Out of the ten guys, there's... They they can all swim except two, so one of them can't swim. So and I think it's just from broken bones. Yeah, yeah. So he hands him to the eight guys who are floating on the wood, and they're like, "Take him, and let's just move in a direction." And then Jack takes the guy with all those burn wounds. That that guy can't move at all. Oh yeah, he's just screaming and and falling in and out of consciousness. <laughs> Kill me, please. I think so. Yeah. So Jack gets a a, a life jacket. Ties it onto this charred man's body. Oh, it's got to not feel good. Takes a strap from the uh, life jacket, puts it in his mouth, his teeth. Nuh-uh. Bites down. This is like Arnold Schwarzenegger shit. And swims. No. Dragging the motherfucker through the Pacific. I, I, I don't 
doubt that that's what the research showed and that's what he said. <laughs> I do doubt that that actually happened. And I bet you that's what Jack said. He's I like, appreciate that you doubt it. Um, I'm sure that's what he said he did. Well, there was a debriefing from the other men and, and the guy with the burn victim. He lived. Oh, really? The burned up guy. So this is the story of Jack's heroism in the Pacific. All right, all right. So they say, and I know. And they got paid off. When you think about this in your mind, by Jack sounds Stanley. like a cartoon. He's got a, the strap in his mouth. And Have you ever... I'm going to save you. Go put a 20-pound a weight attached to like a rope or Good string. Call. Put it on your in your mouth and bite down on him. That's... You drop it. You're like, nah, this is, this is painful. No yes. Thanks. I had a lot of notes in here about my doubt of the veracity of this story yeah every resource i said didn't even indicate that it could not be fiction that it could be fiction yeah i still think it could 100 yeah. like but you got two accounts i'm I get like you. i'm like nine i'm like 80 percent sure it didn't happen i think that some version of that because really he has this plank board of wood and eight guys swimming with it why wouldn't he just tie that to the, the life jacket to the would exactly so him putting in his teeth and taking personal responsibility for this burned up motherfucker well especially like too because i'm like he's got a bad back he's pulling somebody else exactly so did that happen or not people said it did i don't know cool um literally every resource you'll find will state it as fact and i think people time are just we are we question everything let's be realistic did that fucking happen yeah come on maybe but i doubt this rich spoiled kid with a lot of health problems (laughs) i don't know We'll just leave it at either. Why didn't also just hold on to it or like tie it to his he, waist or I guess something? He, I that know. too. I think he needed his arms to swim, but couldn't he just tie it to something? Yeah. Anyways. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. So several hours of swimming, they find a football field-sized island. Ties it to his neck. It's just choking <laughs> him. <laughs> no, this is good for I'm me. I'm going to save you. <laughs> this is good for me. This is actually really working really well. This is straightening out my back. <laughs> How are you doing? And the guy's like. Kill me! <laughs> Just kill me! Yeah, keep keep screaming like that. It's really helping me it's right now. It's amping me up. Dude, I'm hard as hell right now. <laughs> this reminds me of what we were talking about on the uh, <laughs> thug episode. You're going to choke me. This is good. There's a lot of 10 guys choking each other. I love this. Wait, wait, wait. Don't finish yet. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Let's get another guy. I wasn't ready yet. Fuck. If I don't get off at the exact time that the light leaves his eyes... It doesn't work. We gotta get another guy. We gotta start over. So... <laughs> so, uh, they find this little uninhabited island, and they're stuck. Yeah. And Jack is the commander. He feels uh, responsible for these gentlemen. So, he takes a flashlight and a gun, and he puts them in, a like, some plastic shit so they don't get wet. And he jumps into the water, hoping to signal... A PT boat that might be around the area. Okay. He never finds anybody. He just swims around for like two days trying to do this. He ends up finding another island that had some Japanese supplies. He swims that back to his men so they don't die because they're out there for like six days already. This is like food and like... Like water and crackers and shit. Okay. And there are some random fucking South Pacific natives who are just like around like fishing and shit. Like a war is happening and they're just like fishing. They're like, gotta get my food. Yeah. Yeah. They come onto the island. I think they use this this island. And they're like, because I don't think they speak English. And <laughs> That's what they sound like, huh? Oh, God. Does that make me racist? I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. 
So this is another story that I doubt, but it's uh, apparently Jack took a coconut. And I already don't believe this. <laughs> he took a coconut. Okay. He carved a essentially an SOS message into the coconut. Gave okay. it to the natives, knowing that the Japanese won't stop the natives because they don't care. Okay. And saying, deliver this to an ally. They didn't have like anything else. That was just... He just had a coconut. And a knife. And a knife. Okay. And the natives apparently did take it and found the first ship that wasn't Japanese, and it was a uh, New Zealand Navy ship. And New Zealand's New, New Zealanders are part of the Allies. Uh, a lot of what's not talked about in the South Pacific is that the American force, of course, went in there to fight Japan. The Filipino Army, the New Zealand Army, and the Australian Army were a big help of ours. Yeah. The American force. Well, I like this idea because they deliver this coconut, and I like to think that the New Zealand guys... Coconut. Um, don't speak the language either. So when they hand them a coconut, they're like, ah, oh, thanks. And they just crack it open and like, ah, and they start eating like, oh, for, we're friends. For milk? Is this what you say? And yes. the guy's like, oh, he's pointing at the shell like, fucking no, the, the thing, the thing he said, the thing. Yes, I know the coconut. It's delicious. Good. Here you have some too. Here you go, friend. After he's already broken into pieces. It's like, no, no, okay, I'll just drink it. <laughs> Fuck those white guys. <laughs> well, uh, this works. Um, the New Zealand Navy ship was like, oh, there's some people, and the natives were like, island over there. And they brought a ship over, and they were rescued. Nice. Weird, but nice. Very strange. Yeah. Um, somewhat unbelievable coming from Jack. Yeah. So uh, he actually, when he got back as a commander, he campaigned for his whole crew to go home. It's like, they've seen enough. And again, he's a rich kid, so that happens. The 10 members of his crew that were alive were able to send back. He briefly commanded PT-59 or PT-59 and didn't do any military shit. He helped uh, in a mission to rescue some other stranded guys from the PT program because it's garbage. Yeah. Uh, before 1944, he sent home. Okay. That's his World War II. Um, I didn't even know he was a part of the war, so all news to me. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, interesting. I had some vague notion of it, but I don't know. Mm. Welcome to people time. People time. He spent the next eight months in a hospital in Boston to recover from all of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, not only is his back fucked up from all the swimming and generally being sick. How's he going to hump later? I don't get this. I got some quotes about that. <laughs> he oh, shit. gets, or he had uh, malaria. Oh, my God. He got malaria from the Pacific. Okay. Uh, and malaria causes extreme anemia. So he was in the hospital for eight months to not die. And his back is so fucked up, especially his lower back. He ends up having two back surgeries to rectify whatever disc problems he had. Fuck. And he loses 40 pounds after all this, and he looks like he's dead. Oh. Um, and there are pictures of him being awarded military medals, and he looks like a corpse, if you want to look that up. Hmm. His military medal ceremonies. Now, the press, because he's a famous-ish person for being a rich kid, the press attributed all of his injuries to the war. Right. Which he goes, that's fucking convenient. That sounds good. Because I am sick. But I can just be like, oh, no. Yeah, that was me protecting our country, guys. I had the strap in my mouth, and it hurt my teeth, and now I have anemia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now I have colitis. And the reporter's like, extra, extra. Hero. Hero Kennedy. Gets the 40 different problems from saving one man. Somehow he has chlamydia <laughs> from swimming in the ocean. 
Be careful if you're out there. We believe him. He's a hero. And everybody just salutes the radio. <laughs> I wish I had chlamydia for you, sir. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he, uh, he uses that, I'm just saying, for the rest of his life. Uh, all of his health problems that are inherent to his physical body, he says are from his World War II experience. He just says, oh, my back hurts because I swam that much. I'm physically fucked up because of uh, malaria. Yeah. None of that is true. He did actually get malaria, but the actual problems with his body are, are from other inherent problems that he has. He's just a sick guy. Bad, bad genes. Bad genes. The Kennedys and the Fitzgeralds could very well be related because they're both Irish I was going to say, maybe a little bit too much inbreeding. How many cousins away they are from each other, I can't tell you. <laughs> but it's two. <laughs> is it really? I don't know. I was going to be like, fuck. <laughs> very well could That's be. closer than I would have guessed, but okay. Well, in uh, August of 44, uh, his older brother, Joe Jr., died. What? Why? He was a pilot for the Navy, and he was on the European front, and he was in a plane full of 20,000 pounds of TNT. The plan being that he will pilot a plane with a co-pilot. They will point their plane towards a Nazi base in France and uh, parachute out and kamikaze the plane to... Weird, not just drop off. Whatever. Okay. Exactly. It was a hell-brained, stupid idea, and it didn't work because they weren't able to exit before igniting the TNT, and him and his co-pilot just burned the fuck up. and didn't, Seriously? Didn't even hit the Nazi base. What? Because he had to pull up to aim, and he hadn't pulled up. They lit the TNT... Grabbed their parachutes, shit, ran, shit, to shit, the, shit, shit, shit. ran to the the front of the ship, and it blew up. Oh so it just God. a fireball flew into probably farms of French. Oh my God! So the Nazis are like, you guys see that weird thing that just like fireball through the sky? What the hell? Huh? Whatever. It missed the base. Yeah. You know what I blame? Americans, <laughs> <laughs> idiots. And his father, their father's like, should have been you. Should have been you, JFK. That's actually true. What? Yeah, Joe Senior. Uh, told Jack essentially that it, that it should have been you. Yeah, that your heroism is great or whatever, but Joe Junior is the man. What did what did Jay, Jack say? Jack thinks that Joe signed up for that mission because Jack had got all that press about his heroism in so the he Pacific. Blames his own brother for his own death. His older brother was like, "I'm going to reclaim my stature as the more heroic guy," and then died in the effort. So Jack actually was super bummed that he feels like. Maybe he was partially Somewhat killed his brother. Well, I thought he was going to blame him for me. Like, it's his own fucking fault. He's trying to go for glory. Who flies a plane with 20,000 pounds of TNT? <laughs> Whose fault is that? And why is the plan to just launch yourself out of the plane as a parachuter after you've just bombed a base? Like, I'll the other question. Just drop off the load and, and Where do flying. you parachute into? The fire? <laughs> I know, right? Or, if anything, away a little bit, but the, you probably didn't kill every single person on that base, so they might be like, Oh, yeah, I saw some parachutes. Guys who were pissed there. off. Yeah. And you land with a parachute like, yeah, wrapped was... around you like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't shoot me. Whose idea was this? Uh, the England or the Americans. Yeah. We had a lot of lame brain shit. That... Yeah. I mean, they let Patton be in charge of shit. That guy's crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, so what discussions um, happen behind closed doors at Kennedy Estates, of course, are not known. But essentially what happens is that Joe Sr. admits to Jack, this is presumptive, that he's like, your older brother Joe Jr., he was the Kennedy name. He was going to be a war hero. We were going to make him a politician. We were going to make him herald our name. Yeah. That's you now, Jack. 
Oh, shit. So Jack is essentially told that the Kennedy dynasty and power is now in his hands. How does he feel about it when he's told this? Does he's he stoked. Oh, really? Yeah. Jack loves attention, and he has a huge ego. There you go. Makes sense. Um, So what do I got? He, he decides to set his sights on the 1946 congressional elections for the 11th district in Massachusetts. He wants to join the House of Representatives for for Massachusetts. Okay. For Boston. Uh, because of his dad's insider knowledge, uh, they knew that the current guy sitting in the 11th district of Massachusetts is going to retire, which hadn't been public yet. So Jack was going to, swoop without anybody in. knowing, swoop in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boring political stuff. Oh, okay. So uh, in early 1945, uh, Jack is thinking about running for office, and he gets a job uh, for the newspaper, the Herald American in San Francisco, huh. and he writes a bunch of political pieces about the war and why we can't trust the Soviets and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he's sent to London to report on the elections there. Uh, this is actually the elections in which Churchill, um, well, is is up for parliament. Oh, to, okay. to be the prime minister. And he writes a bunch of stuff about uh, atrocities of the Holocaust and all that shit at the end of the war. And he reports about how Churchill doesn't become the prime minister after the war. As we discussed in the Churchill episode, after the war, they kick him the fuck out. Right. And then somehow the Russians now have nuclear weapons. Somehow. Thank you. Fucking Rosenbergs. Traitors. Another episode, by the way. At least, uh, what's the guy's name? Julius. Julius and Ethel, yeah. At least Julius, I believe, fuck, was a part of that. I don't know. How, I don't know how much Ethel knew. Yeah, yeah. But she knew. My opinion. I think it's fair that she knew, but I don't know if she was a part of exactly. Yeah. I think in the episode we agreed that we don't know if she deserved being hung. Yeah. The uh, Julius, yeah. Yeah. As a traitor, but I don't know about Ethel. Julius and and Ethel's brother, who yeah, that other guy. Hang. Who probably gave the most information. And sold out his sister. And sold out his sister. And is not doesn't give a shit that he did. History is so funny. He's like, yeah. Whatever. Huh. So, yeah, he reports on his hero, Churchill, not becoming the new prime minister. And he also talks about how uh, the Allied um, occupation of Berlin is not stellar. That the Russians especially rape many, many German women. He has, there are newspaper pieces written by Jack about that, huh. if you're interested in that. That's a bummer. Well, night 1945 on the campaign trail for the House of Representatives, he goes into Boston, where he doesn't live. Jack has, the Kennedys have, estates in Florida, estates in San Francisco, estates in New York. So yeah. they're really rich. Stellar, huge rich. Yeah, I knew they were rich, but yeah. And they they claim to be based in Boston because they do have a mansion in Boston, and they identify as as Bostonites. But he doesn't really live there. Yeah. So he goes to Boston. And he goes on the campaign trail. And he's like, "Hey, I'm a war hero. I'm not a spoiled kid. Hey, you Bostonites, because Boston are a bunch of people who are Bostonites. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. So it's he's up against it. You a cap? Are you? Are you a cap? Huh? Huh? Fuck you. Welcome to Boston. Hey, fuck you. Huh? Ah, forget about it. Huh? <laughs> ah. 
So his campaign has some typical Kennedy bullshit. Um, it was not run very well in which his filing papers for his nomination, uh, they would, did not file by the deadline Oh, because nobody was paying attention. Okay. Because they're so up their own asses that they don't even pay attention to that kind of thing. That's who you want running the country. So either Jack or somebody who worked for him broke into the government office to file his papers. What? They like put him in the middle of a stack of papers like, oh, this was already here. Just normal. This was like... Yeah. yeah. I think it was Jack who did it. That's fucking funny. From what I read, but uh, there's a lot of talk I'm, that it was an associate, but I'm like, I really I hope it was Jack. Jack. Especially because he's like trying to like get himself up and over a window and he's like, my back. Oh my God, my back. Okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And whoever he's got with him is like, just relax, relax, relax. It's like, I know, but it hurts. I was in the war. This is why it hurts. I have malaria. <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> so they get that. Uh, there's also the major candidate he's up against for the House of Representatives is a guy named Joe Russo. And Joe's Italian, and there's a big Italian population. He's actually the front runner. I know this name, Joe Russo. Yeah, I don't know much else about him. Okay. Uh, in response, Jack's campaign is they find another guy named Joe Russo who's not running for office. And they pay him to run for office so that when people go to vote, they don't know which Joe Russo they're voting for. Are you serious? That's true. Oh, my God. That's a weird way to rig the fucking system, man. What I read is that there's an estimate of between 15 and 30% of of the votes for Joe Russo were were fucked up. Yeah. Oh, my God. That if they hadn't done this Joe Russo thing, that Jack might have lost his seat. Jesus Christ. People voted for the wrong Joe Russo. Who came up with this idea? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It sounds like his dad. It's ingenious. At the same time, it's fucking shady fuck. It's shady. Because the guy they paid didn't actually do anything. He The the Kennedys hired a team to go out and promote Joe Russo. And people don't know which Joe Russo. The, the, Joe, the real Joe Russo is campaigning. Yeah. Second Joe Russo is at home <laughs> Just... eating salami and getting paid. <laughs> And you have two campaigns, and people don't know which Did is which. Did Joe Russo, the real Joe Russo, figured this out beforehand? He was pissed. Yeah, he knew. He's like, oh, I'm going to make a, a new Jack Kennedy. And then just like a whole bunch of people that oh, are Oh, that'd all, be so funny. Just like, <laughs> nobody knows which one they're voting for of who. Look at this sickly little fuck. This is the Jack Kennedy I hired. <laughs> Tell everybody. Oh, man. But it worked. Uh, he took away a bunch of votes from Joe Russo. And to be fair, Jack, being as sick as he is, he did work super, super hard. Like the whole door-to-door, hey, who you voting for? My name's Jack Kenny. How you doing? I was in the war. Hey, hello, shaking hands and shit. Right. He's a very uh, charming guy. Um, and he goes to parades. And actually one time he collapsed during a parade because he just, all of his physical problems, he, he was in a parade and he just fell on his face. Oh, boy. And he made a bunch of speeches about... You know, unemployment benefits and wages and all that shit. Either way, he won that seat in the House of Representatives in 1946. Hold on. I have to bring up something really quick. Uh Uh-huh. This is the same guy who also went into and paid off the school newspaper or the school uh, yearbook. Yes. Made it so he was... How do we know he didn't... Most likely to succeed, yes. How did he not... Do we know... Is it possible he might have done the same thing when he's running? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all this other stuff's shady. He's got someone else named the same name of his right. opponent. He's right. breaking into places to be able to put his paperwork in. Yeah, it's fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> might have fucking gone in. He's breaking in people's houses and changing their votes before they mail it in. Po- yeah. Or whatever. So, you know, people time. We only like to report the facts. But there is a lot of speculation that the Kennedy families were so associated with the mafia, and especially in Boston, that all of his elections were rigged. Fuck, dude. All of them. That's crazy. That the mafia would go to these election commissions and essentially intimidate them until Jack won. You're voting for Jack, right? Hey, see this gun I'm pointing at you? You're voting for Jack, right? Hey, you know your mom? I know where she lives. Hey, she's a nice lady. Hey, I don't want to hurt her. I don't want to hurt you. Hey, you know who's great, though? You know who doesn't want your mom to be hurt? Jack Kennedy. Why didn't Jack's dad ever run? For anything. I don't know. Seems um, like. I think he prefers to be a businessman and then just pay for the politics that he benefits from. Right. Getting to live vicariously through your son. It's what it is. I mean, Jack is just uh, an extension of Joe's power. Right. He's just pushing him into situations where Joe can exploit him. And Jack can exploit everybody else for Joe. And then just go pay whoever counts the votes to be like, hmm? Who's winning? Here's a bunch of money. What works better than money or intimidation? If if Joe's money doesn't talk, you send in the mafia. Yeah, silver. And that fucking talks. Silver or lead. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Silver or lead. I mean, that's how we, from people time, know how Las Vegas happened. Oh, yeah. There was a bunch of legitimate investors, and then some gangsters, Bugsy Siegel specifically, was like, Bugsy. I own this now, though, right? <laughs> like, you don't want to die. No, you don't want to die. Literally just took no. it over. This, <laughs> maybe this is my investment. Maybe it's mine. Yeah. And everybody left, and it was just Bugsy. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's what Jack did to become a uh, House representative. There you go. In Boston. Um, And like I said, he joined the House the same year, same period, as uh, one Richard Nixon. Yeah, right. And him and Nixon are actually kind of friends. Weird. Yeah. They seem opposites. Jack, he's not really a Democrat. He, He... he doesn't. He doesn't have any real political affiliations, as far as I can tell. He ju- he just wants people to approve him, right? And I think he likes J- uh, Nixon as a guy. Oh, okay, he's a good drinking buddy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're both put on the same House Labor Committee, and they uh, they debated one time about the Taft Hartley Act, which limited unions' ability to go on strikes. So there were a bunch of unions that were causing strikes that were slowing down business. And normally, Republicans would be upset about that because they're pro-business. And the Democrats would usually be like, yeah, go unions. Jack took the side of the businesses. Oh, so more of the Republican side. Yes, which is also a thing that happens a lot. Yeah. Jack is on the Democratic ticket, but his choices are more Republican, more more conservative. He also supported uh, the new president, Truman, uh, because FDR is dead. Truman has a policy in Europe, which is stop the commies. Right. And that is a big thing for Jack, where he he believes that uh, the communists are bad for the economy and bad for the world. He's like, fuck, fuck commies. So in the House, that's what he does. Um, Joe Sr., again, disagrees with them and says that communism is great because it, it destabilizes communities and opens up uh, capitalist uh, opportunities. opportunities. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so he's an exploitative guy. And Jack, again, to his credit, agrees in business opportunities, but says that we need to stop capital or communism generally. Yeah. He disagrees with his daddy again, which I think is nice. Um, in 1947 is when he's actually officially diagnosed with Addison's disease because he's in Europe 
uh, checking on the Marshall Plan to rebuild Europe after the war, and he collapses, which is like a thing he does. Like, eh, that's, all, that's just Jack. He's tired. Every, I don't know. Every few months, maybe he doesn't get enough vitamin C, he just falls on his face. <laughs> and some doctors in Europe diagnose him with Addison's disease. At first, they actually think he has some kind of leukemia, and there's a lot of speculation that people think that he might have actually had leukemia. Oh, really? But there's no cancer treatment, and he had so many diseases. Do you ever see that uh, Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns finally gets a doctor's checkup? Mm-mm. The doctor told him that Mr. Burns had every disease. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Burns is like, gonorrhea? It's like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> AIDS? Yep. And so the doctor was showed him a doorway, and then he had a bunch of little toys that represent diseases. And he's like, if you have so many diseases, and they're all trying to get through the door at once, they cram in the doorway. <laughs> and so Mr. Burns says, so I'm invincible? And he says, well, no, the slightest breeze could kill you. And of course, Mr. Burns is like, I'm invincible. <laughs> right. Jack might have every disease. Yeah. Because there's speculation that he had leukemia, but it was misdiagnosed as Addison's or he had both. I'm glad that you said this because I was about to say he's had everything, right? He's got to have AIDS. He's going to have... Yeah. Eventually, he's probably going to have everything. Yeah. From all the ladies that he fucks. Yeah. And the doctor in Europe actually only gives him one year to live. Whoa. He slips into a coma uh, as a Catholic. A priest comes and gives him his last rites. Wow, I got that close, huh? Right to the edge. And it, he barely slips back, comes back to life. What the fuck? And walks away and maybe fucks a nice British lady. <laughs> right. And but, he's like, and that was the one that made it. So I, I officially beat my brother, who's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Winner! I don't know if you can win now, Joe Jr. Yeah. One more belt notch. <laughs> and he goes to his grave and is like, <laughs> Who's the brother now? <laughs> well, in 1948, his younger sister, Kathleen, uh, who goes by Kick, who actually up to this point is like Jack's closest friend, yeah, uh, dies well, in, in a plane crash in France. Bummer. So uh, a lot of this is that when Jack sees his own mortality from his physical weakness and his sister dying in 1948, he starts to get a little loose where he's like, I could die any minute. Death is everywhere. Yeah. Now he's like now he's realizing it. Now <laughs> he is. He's like, you know what? My brother uh, fucked a nurse when I was in a coma on top of my body. On top of me. I'm gonna go fuck the same nurse on his grave, and we're even. I'm gonna pull the skeleton out, so it's even. Yeah. And uh, make her make out with the skeleton, and then make out with me. I'm like, what's up, Joe? <laughs> and then Joe's just like, I think this is more on. This is worse for you. This is way worse. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, who's charged out? <laughs> it's pretty sick. But not unrealistic. Oh, okay. I mean, a lot of what he's doing is to show up his dead brother. And then this is also where uh, Jack gets, he contracts some sort of other disease from being around a dead body. Fuck, and... dude. Yeah, whatever necrotic disease you get from fucking on top of your brother's corpse. Yeah. He's like, I probably already had it anyways, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I've already fucked on top of a bunch of corpses. <laughs> I got all kinds of... They don't have names for them. They call it leukemia, but it's definitely not. <laughs> well, his primary presence in the House of Representatives was just anti-communist. He was like, oh, fuck, the Russians are going to fuck us. We got to take hold of Berlin. We got to take hold of China uh, because Mao Zedong in China is, is communist and he's taken over China. 
Korea is having some problems where North and South Korea are fighting about communism. And that's what he spends most of his time in the House doing. It's like, fuck communism. Is he, he's not running for president yet, right? Mm-mm. Okay. No. Um, and he's also your classic Boston Democrat where he gives a lot of talks about uh, higher wages and higher benefits, but he, he doesn't actually... He's not going to deliver. He doesn't actually propose legislation for that. He just talks about it. Much like what he does with the uh, civil rights movement later on. Bam. 100%. He's a big talker. Yeah. Great politician. I was going to say, that's what most politicians do. Huge douchebag. I'm going to help you with all your things, and then not really, though. Totally on your side, man. Totally. Totally. So, uh, he publicly endorses his friend Dick Nixon for Senate in 1950, and actually gives him some money for his Senate run. Uh, So, he's really not that much of a of a democrat because because nixon's a republican he supports him right he goes on a fact-finding mission in asia uh with his brother bobby bobby kennedy who's pretty important in history but they weren't close at that time no not yet um they are eight years apart in age and bobby is like a married guy he's got kids he's a very religious guy he's very into his catholicism and jack just fucks whoever and just says whatever yeah so him and bobby don't super get along but his dad is like bobby needs to be part of the dynasty so bobby joins jack in asia for a fact-finding mission about the communist effects in china and what do they find not much jack goes into a coma (laughs) oh my god (laughs) from his diseases does he go into a coma in his presidency ever oh yeah what the fuck? I did not know. He falls into a coma like, I don't know, a dozen times in his life. Jesus Christ. Bobby actually takes care of Jack uh, while he's in his coma and sick. And oh, Jack nice. actually comes home like, okay, I can trust Bobby. He's a nice brother. He he didn't let me just die. <laughs> yeah. In China. He's like, he's not like my father who will, you know, just abandon me if he thinks, you know, like my sister. Just, ah, fuck it. Yeah. I wonder... I wonder how much of that mission that Joe Jr. had, that Joe Sr. approved. Like, Dad, I'm going to fly a ship full of TNT into France. Do it. Yeah. Do it. You're going to be a hero. You're going to be a hero. You're going to be better than your ship brother. Who I hear is probably in the hospital. Probably. Who knows? I saw his belt recently. Not that impressive. (laughs) Not that many notches. Not as many as me. (laughs) Not as many as me. Yeah. Well, he ultimately spends six years in the house. Three terms. Uh, by 1952, and he is 35 years old. And he leaves the House to run for Senate. Uh, and his Senate popularity is huge because the people in Boston love him. Uh, Bobby is put in charge of his campaign because Bobby Kennedy is a very smart and capable man who is sharp-tongued. You don't talk down to Bobby Kennedy. Ooh, easy. Bobby tells everybody what to do all the time. Hmm. Which I think is a ploy that he was he was told to do. He's like, Jack is supposed to be the charming guy. You need to be the muscle. Right, right. So Bobby was always Jack's muscle. Good politician, bad politician. Yeah. Good cop, bad cop. Pretty much. And then you put the good cop in charge and the bad cop yeah. d- doesn't get any credit. You get the nice guy who does all the stuff in front of the people. And then you get the guy who has to say the hard truths, but also be very... Are you going <clears> to <throat> vote for us or am I going to kill your family? What is it going to be, huh? Hey. Hey. Jack's just like, I want to help all of you guys. These uh, Italian-looking guys behind me, they're not a part of this, but uh, I've seen them kill families. I don't know. Who, who are you voting? Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. Ha, fuck me. I'm just asking. Ha, I'm not going to kill your family. <laughs> who are you voting? 
That's what Bobby does. Right. Yeah. Uh, he yells a lot at people when they disagree with Jack. Bobby is like Jack's enforcer. Seems kind of almost weakening looking, though. You say something and someone's right. like calls you out, and then your kid brother you said comes your bro- in. Your younger brother to be like, "Hey, that's my brother, you dick. You better not. You know why you're wrong? You know why you're on Kennedy? You know on Kennedy? My sister is a vegetable. We did that. We'll do it to you. We'll do it to your sister. You better not cross us. And they're like, "Wow, wow, yeah. This Kennedy family is." Fuck, have you how seen his win? belt? It's fucking weird. <laughs> I don't get how he won president. I don't get how that's going to happen later with all these things in the background of his. I'll tell you, I think the only reason he won is because he's up against Nixon. Oh, okay. I was going to say. shit. Or they fixed the shit out of it somehow. They also did do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, he, uh, blah, 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 blah. In the Senate, he was up against Republican incumbent henry cabot lodge henry cabot lodge is a republican guy who had held that senate seat for many years and the kennedys and the lodges had actually fought over that same senate seat since 1916 wait wait, with like his father or something yeah so henry lodge's father was up against jack's grandfather for that same seat oh and then later uh this same lodge won that seat against a kennedy it and so the, the, the Lodges and the Kennedys have been fighting for this seat for a long Rivals. time. After Jack dies, actually, his other younger brother, Ted, takes that seat from a different Lodge. What the fuck? I don't know what the deal is with this Senate seat. I was these two families are just fighting over this one seat. It's just Lodge Kennedy in, the, in Boston. Okay. All right. So uh, Henry Cabot Lodge is actually the guy who, interestingly, he's the guy who pressured Ike into running for president. When Ike didn't want to. Oh, right. And when Ike said no, um, it was Lodge who submitted Ike's candidacy in New Hampshire for the presidency without asking Ike's permission. (laughs) So this is who Lodge is. Which you can go listen to on the episode of Ike, Eisenhower. Maybe all of our episodes. (laughs) Yeah. It's all coming together. And so this campaign is tough. Uh, Bobby with a guy named Kenny O'Donnell go around strong-arming everybody while Jack goes on the road like hey ah, i love you I'll, I'll help your wages cute baby kiss a baby hey i'm gonna help you and he does all that right um and joe senior during this time uh makes some anti-semitic mark remarks Ooh. Uh, because joe senior is a dick and uh jack actually has to tell him like i'll keep taking your money for the campaign but i need you to stop talking <laughs> yeah. because every time joe senior would get in front of a camera he'd be like you know, the problem is that Jewish what, people are around. What the Nazis did to the Jews, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's what we should be doing in Boston. My my son is running. He's great. Jesus. Fuck the Jews. Hey, mafia shit. And so yeah. Jack had to say, like, yeah, we'll keep cashing your checks or whatever. But maybe shut, maybe shut your mouth. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, in 1953, he wins that Senate seat. Poor old Henry Lodge is very sad about it. But in the Senate, his office is across the hall from uh, Richard Nixon's Senate office. Oh, that, they're, they're buddies. Oh, that's weird. It is very strange. They're both probably. Hey, did you see the you see the tits on that chick that was walking by here? Look at that secretary. Hey, I need another notch in my belt. Well, Jack like marks it before he fucks the chick because then he looks Nixon in the eyes and be like, "I'm gonna steal this," <laughs> and he just walks up behind her like, "I'm a I'm a Kennedy." 
And Nixon's like, and she I've... goes, ah. Oh! <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. All right. As far as I can tell, it is not hard to get laid as Jack Kennedy. Yeah. Not hard at all. Is he good looking? Is he considered to be a good looking chap? He is. He's, he's considered quite handsome. I don't see it. Uh, I agree with his, his childhood name, Ratface. <laughs> yeah. Personally, yeah. <laughs> I don't see Rat it. Ratface. I, I don't see it. Who gave him that nickname, Ratface? Somebody in his family. I hope probably probably his father. His, yeah, probably his dad or his mom. <laughs> I hope it was. Because his mom fucking hates him. And his dad sees him as a tool. And like, you Ratface. You Ratface piece of shit. Yes. So, uh, once he becomes uh, in the Senate, he actually fires most of his staff from the House who wanted to join him in the Senate. What? Well, so when you join the Senate, you get a pay increase if you're staff from House to Senate. Okay. And his staff asked for that pay increase, and he said, no. So half his staff quit, and uh, he had to rebuild his staff. Wait, wait, wait. Why didn't he want to pay them more? He's just a cheap asshole. I was gonna say, but it's all tax dollars, right? He's just got to like... It's not his money. Yeah. No. It's the Senate payroll. But he's like, I got to use that for other stuff. You know how, many, you know how yeah, hard it is? Yeah, it's his Senate budget. You need to fly in women from all around the world. L- yeah. Well, how's he going to pay for all the ho- exotic hookers? If these fucking secretaries want to race. Yeah. I also am the only person somehow that caught the Black Plague, so I've got to find a cure for that. i got to spend money. Okay. No, you do not get a race. You only get a race in my dick when you ask for it. Or if you don't ask for it. You work here. Sit down. I'm a Kennedy. <laughs> you might catch the Black Plague because I haven't got the cure yet. Soon. You're definitely going to get gonorrhea. Take your pants off. Well... In uh, uh, he met Jackie Bouvier in, back in 1952 before he won the Senate race, but they were like dating or whatever. Yeah. But after he wins the Senate race, he marries Jackie Bouvier, who is from a similar background: Boston, rich, Catholic, Catholic. pretty, whatever. She is 24; he is 36. Ooh, 12 years difference. What up? Yeah, oh yeah. I oh, mean, that's better than some of the other people we've done people time on where they're like. 15-year-old, perfect. I'm only 30, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, Genghis Khan or whatever, I don't think... Yeah, Genghis Khan, I don't yeah. think I don't think egg, age matters for that fucking guy. <laughs> no. no, I took over your country. <laughs> Take your pants off. <laughs> Jesus. Well, so he married Jackie, as far as anybody can tell, because she's pretty and she's a great side piece. Right. You put her on your arm, she's pretty, it's great. She's tropey. Nobody thinks Jack loved Jackie. Nobody. Wow. Nobody, uh, including Jackie. Jackie's sort of along for the ride. Bummer. That's a what a shitty. Yeah. This is what happens when you're rich. Everything becomes about image and dynasty. I was gonna say when you're 15 years old, you're like I'm gonna get married to somebody. It's gonna be Ooh. great. It's gonna be awesome. And then you're yeah. like, I don't even know if he likes me. Fuck. When I was 15, I had my sights on Gwen Stefani. Or Gavin Rosdale. Okay, the second one totally makes sense. The first one, I don't get. You like Gwen Stefani? No. No doubt, sure. No doubt about Gwen Stefani. That's but uh, afterwards. Oh, like the B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yeah. My dick is bananas. <laughs> That's what she was talking about. Oh, oh, was that what it was? Oh. Yeah. But then I sobered up and I was like, oh, I'm like a poor kid. Gwen won't fuck with me. Gavin might. Gavin's cool. He's really like, honest. I saw him. I ran next to him. Yeah, when we we saw we saw Bush in concert, you and I both attempted to touch him because yeah. he was close. He came he was into the way crowd. Way close. Yeah. For a dude who I think is like in his fifties, 
he athletic highlight. Yeah, he, I couldn't keep up with him. Running through the crowd, touching people. Oh, he touched me. He touched you? I wish he did. Oh, Gavin Rosdale. Gavin, if you you're a dabbler, I bet. If you're listening, you can touch either of us anytime. 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 Glycerin. Glycerin. Yeah. You can use glycerin as lube for my dick. That's fine. I don't even care. It'll burn or whatever, but I don't even know what glycerin is. <laughs> Neither do I. Sounds like some kind of flammable It something. does sound like that, but I, I think I looked it up once, and I was like, that's not what I thought it was, but I can't remember now, so. I don't know what it is. Anyways. Gavin, hit us up. We like British. Gwen, just me, apparently. I'm into you, too, Gwen Stefani. Yeah, I'm good. Pass. My dick is bananas. Do you want to find out? She's like, nah. <laughs> pass. Hard pass. Um, well, this is not fairy tale wedding as it is uh, presented. Uh, many people say that it is a fairy tale wedding. <laughs> it's not. They Why don't, not? They don't care for each other. So it's just like. Whoa. Well, I think Jackie might have cared for Jack. Uh, he did not give a shit about Jackie at all. Weird. She's just there. She's, is this, a, she's a trophy. Do most people at this time frame know that? Or are they all like, oh, look at this no. perfect couple? It's framed as, yeah, a beautiful, gorgeous, oh, uh, Christian-American, white, beautiful couple. Right, right. Is how it's presented. Um, and Jackie, you know, she's, uh, she has her own thing. She's actually a very intelligent person. She's a big reader. Um, she's a journalist for the Washington Times at this point, and she has a similar background of like rich, aloof parents. So they kind of get along in that sense. Yeah, they're friendly. Yeah. Um, apparently, the wedding was the social event of the year in Massachusetts, which kiss my ass. I don't care. Yeah. Um, apparently, after like right after the wedding, uh, Jack's oldest friend Lem. All right. Pulled Jackie aside and was like, "Hey, so Jack." Sleeps with whoever. Oh, she, he tells her. That's what Jack does. And he kind of tried to lay it on the table for Jackie. Like, After I wedding. don't think he's going to stop doing that. And Jackie uh, was just like, okay. She was whatever about it. Yeah, from everything that I saw, her dad was like Jack's dad, where he cheated on his wife a lot and then told the kids about it. So I think this is like a... Like, that's what happens. This is normal. Yeah, we've talked a lot about how back then men just did whatever they wanted and the wives were expected to deal with it. Well, But I think when you're rich, it's an extra level where rich men can definitely do whatever the fuck they well, want. Well, I love it too because you hear anybody who grew up in the time frame like, it's yeah. just not how it used to be. No respect for for each other. All blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, you were beating your kids and sleeping around, you stupid fuck. You were and fuck- it wasn't even like... You were fucking your secretary and yeah. that was right. And it wasn't even like, oh, that was a rare occasion. It was like constant. Yeah. Uh-uh. If you meet a lady without a ring on her finger, as a or man... even you, if she does, fuck it. You just pull her into an elevator and fuck her, and then what? Is she going to tattle? Tell the police? Yeah. Who's they going to believe? Yeah. Because when the police constable comes up, be like, she wasn't wearing a ring. And the cop is like, I'm going to go fuck her right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm next. Fuck. I'm taking her into my car. Yeah. So that's how it used to be. And Jackie was just kind of like... Okay, I guess yeah, it's like a thing. That yeah, hopefully I don't catch something. Maybe he'll just get sick and die finally. She does catch something though. Oh no, does she really? Yeah. Uh is it gonna yet? We'll bring it up. All right, all right. We'll bring it up. Uh so they had a honeymoon that was uh, about four weeks long. He left early uh to go see a football game with some friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his senatorial stint is kind of rocky uh, because 
he doesn't represent democratic ideals the way he said he was going to. He didn't work for wages. He didn't work for equal rights. Yeah. He supported what is called the St. Lawrence Seaway, which uh, still exists. It didn't exist at this time. So if so, the Atlantic Ocean meets the Boston Harbor. And the Boston Harbor is actually the largest landmass that is closest or furthest, furthest out into the Atlantic. Yeah. So when trade ships come in, they go into the Boston Harbor. That's why the Boston Harbor is so big. That's why Boston is such a city. Right, right. Big it's deal. a main shipping port. The idea was to create a manufactured roadway or, or waterway, sorry, from the Atlantic, cut through some of America and some of Canada to get into the Great Lakes region. Okay. Because the Great Lakes all connect to each other. Yeah, yeah. Let's just connect the Atlantic to the Great Lakes. And it connects the Atlantic as far west as, like, Minnesota. Oh, shit. And people in Boston didn't support that because that takes away Boston Harbor's importance. That's what they got, yeah. He supported it anyway. And people ask why. Well, Joe Sr. had just recently bought the largest building in the world at the time called Merchandise Mart in Chicago. Okay. This is essentially one of the very first malls, and it's in Chicago, and Chicago is uh, on the Great Lakes region. So essentially, Joe Sr. was like, this helps my new building, and so Jack supported it. So it's not about the people at all, even the people of his own supposed hometown, but it is... Fuck them. Yeah, it's completely how to benefit me and my family. This is why... 100%. This is why... The issue isn't about should I go vote Democrat or Republican or anything. It's that everything is fucked up. You need to change. I'm not saying destroy the system, what was supposed to be. Yeah. I'm saying fucking stop, Re- stop lobbying, stop gerrymandering, stop fucking presidents from get fucking Senate terms and put some responsibility on the president. This whole like you can't fucking stop them from doing whatever they feel like. Yeah, yeah. They need to have some goddamn fucking limitations. But at this point, we just have to burn the whole goddamn thing down to get there. You might have to. Like, I understand that that's what the, the Trump supporters thought they were doing. Yeah. Like, I'll give them that credit that they think that Trump was the guy who was going to fuck shit he up didn't. and fix it. If anything, I, he did just the same as I never be- I never believed him because I'm not a stupid dumbass. Yeah. I didn't believe that red-faced fuck. They did, but their intention was that he was gonna he was gonna break the system down nope. because we all agree that it's broken. He put all his friends in the cabinets, said they were the best. Then they, some of them did bad things, and he's like, "Oh, they're the worst criminals." Fucking Betsy DeVoe. Oh my god. <laughs> if anyone, <sighs> I'm getting worked oh. up now. Okay, Betsy right. DeVos. That DeVos, name, whatever her fucking name. My, is. I can feel my my blood get thicker. That is one person that. Oh my blood pressure. Oh man. Oh man! Uh, yeah, I know. I Me know. too. Yes. Me too. The I'm are... sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up, guys. They're mad. Yeah. You know who doesn't lobby for puppies? Nobody. Anyone in the Trump yeah. regime? Yeah. I'm gonna run for president, and my position is gonna be: I'm burning the motherfucker down, and we're starting day one. I'm gonna say a line that you usually say: "Burn, motherfucker, burn! <coughs> burn it the fuck down." There are no candidates who represent that except people time. For the people. For the people. All the time. Bam. We're going to burn the fucking... We're not socialist. We're not capitalist. We're about fire. (laughs) (laughs) Not to take this as a threatening way, by the way. We're not going to murder anybody. Don't take it literal. Well, unless you're still in the building. I mean, if I burn (laughs) it down. I did lock it from the outside. Maybe that's your fault. Big Brother, this is uh, fictional people characters talking about fictional scenarios mm-hmm. unless they're real unless 
<laughs> I mean, I'll kill a government. You're worker. killing. I don't care. Yeah, the joke. But fuck you. That's not really a joke. But <gasps> you don't know now because I've said all the stuff. Our, well, li- our listenership. Get fucked, big brother. Our listenership isn't high enough for us to be worried. It's it's decently high. It's not high enough. That Hundreds I'm of thousands is close enough that I don't want to. I think we're. You know what? I'm not afraid. Go fuck yourself. We're in the people time bunker. What are you gonna do? Find us? Yeah, get through We're the popples. We're surrounded first. by popples, and I have Commander uh, Oscar the Cat and Commander Jane Goodall out there dealing with this. Yeah, what some fucking government workers gonna come and fight that? <laughs> Y'all are at the different level. This is a whole different level. Hey, come at us. We'll make it even bigger, and then we'll have our chance to burn it all down. CIA bitch. Do you know what we have on our side? We got Tom Tanks. We got <laughs> Tom Tanks. Tila, Tila Tequila's ghost. She'll slop her vagina juice all over your face until you suffocate. Yeah. What you want. And you'll catch something for sure. Some sort of ghost STDs. They don't even na- they don't have names for that yet. No. That STD. Uh-huh. This is getting intense. <laughs> all right. I got to calm it down. Okay. Jack is in the Senate. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, the Kennedy family are close personal friends with Joe McCarthy. Okay. Joe McCarthy is the, you're a communist, your mom's a communist. The military is a communist. Eisenhower's a communist. That's yeah. Joe McCarthy. Between him and uh, Hoover, they were just uh, accusing everybody. Exactly. And the Kennedys are close friends with Joe. And I think this is sort of like the Nixon thing. The Kennedys pretend to be Democrats because they know that the back then, the so nowadays the South is is thought of as Republican. Yeah, yeah. And down and out. Workaday people are considered Republican. Back in the fifties, it was the switch. It was the it was the Democrats. But every ten years, they kind of they switch off. They don't completely switch off every ten years, but every ten years, they slowly move and they almost kind of go in those directions. Because, I mean, it really makes sense if you think about it. Over time, things change, new laws, different sure. uh, aspects that you didn't think about because of technology or whatever, and yeah. slowly you start making decisions. And uh, some of the main ideas start to switch across. And the Kennedys are exploiting that. Yeah. The workaday Boston Catholic folks believe that Kennedy's going to take care of them. He's going to take care of their wages and their and we need maternity leave, etc. Which is shitty because if he was such a big fan of uh, Churchill, he would have known that Churchill was actually about not only helping the people, but he did do all that stuff with wages and hours. And- oh, because because he's an actual he's an honest guy. Yeah. Jack is not honest. Yeah. Ever. Everything is about Jack uh, supporting his own ego. Every single movie he's ever made. This is funny because when I did Martin Luther King, my research obviously was limited on JFK. It was only with the interactions with MLK, right? Right. And when I was doing that, I realized, I was like, I thought JFK was supposed to be this huge hero of a president that everybody loved. That's how he's presented, for sure. And at the time of doing MLK, I realized, oh... Uh, it turns nope. out that a lot of people who are black did not actually like JFK because nah. he promised a bunch of shit and then didn't deliver. He's a fucking liar. And now we're going through this and it's like, it turns out JFK sounds like a total douche. Humongous tool. Just all about himself and his family and fuck yep. everybody else. All right. Anyway, sorry. I'll let you go. So, uh, and that's what I was saying is that, so Joe McCarthy is a Repu- uh, Republican. Right. He is searching the Senate, searching the military, even investigating uh, the president Eisenhower for communist uh, associations. Yeah. And as we know, um, Joe McCarthy didn't do a lot of homework about who could potentially be a communist. He was just pointing his finger right. because like we said, the Rosenbergs were around. They were communists. Yeah. He didn't find them because he wasn't actually looking for communists. He was looking to build his political uh, stance by just saying, pray chaos. I am the truth. 
I am the hunter. I'm the communist hunter. And he didn't actually do anything. You build fear, and then you say, I'm going to fix that, so don't worry. I mean, there was tons Bam. of people in the uh, Manhattan Project that were spies. Tons of spies. Tons. And he, spy never, found, he never found any yeah. because he wasn't actually looking. Yeah. But the Kennedys were into that. They love the excitement, the loudness of searching for communists without actually doing it. There's playing with people's lives this is fun this is weird isn't it fun to twist them oh check this out i love being rich and white so uh mccarthy is also whatever irish catholic so the kennedys support him and when mccarthy was there there was an official vote what's called like official censure which is the senate essentially saying shut up forever yeah so McCarthy was in charge of this committee that was searching for communists. He didn't find any, and he just kept talking. Yeah. So the Senate was like, we're officially telling you to shut the fuck up now. Nice. And uh, Jack said publicly that, I don't really know how to vote for that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because he supports him. He's his friend. Yeah. The correct thing would have been to tell him to shut up, but Jack didn't vote for that. Hmm. Um, he suspiciously is scheduled for a very intensive back surgery uh, during the time that the center vote for Joe McCarthy was scheduled. Mm. So the scheduling was definitely just a coincidence. He didn't do that on purpose so he wouldn't have to be absent. Right. So what happened is that his fifth lumbar vertebra collapsed. And I don't know what that means <laughs> other than it <laughs> sounds, sounds awful. Doesn't sound good. Bad. Lumbar collapse? Ugh. I, I don't know what that means, but I'm getting terrible images. Of I don't just, feel good. Just uh, saying it. My back hurts. So from what I can tell, uh, back then, Addison's disease, as we established, is an adrenal problem, and they pump you full of steroids. If you have too much steroids, it, de- it, it erodes your bones, and you get, you get osteoporosis. Yeah. And they were pumping it into his back <laughs> with the idea that this goes into your spinal column. This will help. And so his back is garbage. Yeah. So his literally his spinal column just. <laughs> okay. And Gross. around this time, he couldn't put on his own socks. He had assistants put socks on for him because he couldn't reach. And he would walk sideways upstairs because if he walked straight, his back would give out. Jesus. So he goes into surgery to have a metal plate uh, placed into his back. And it's like a four-hour surgery. And they thought he was going to die. Um, he did get an infection, <laughs> did almost die, given last rites, goes into a coma. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of having someone having so many medical issues that keeps surviving. Like he just fucking gets up and moves on. It's just all he like wakes up halfway. And he's like, I have so many more women to fuck. <laughs> like he's back. What the fuck? He just like he has a big boner and then he wakes up like <laughs> nurse, <laughs> nurse, pants off. <laughs> so. He did not vote to censure McCarthy. It is an implicit uh Poor Jackie acceptance. sitting right there, too, at the time. And he's Jesus. looking right past her, just, <laughs> nurse! She's like, really? Do you, do you need me to shut up? Nurse! <laughs> do you want me to live? All right. Do you know how many times I've pumped you full of cum? I'm, that didn't work. My back still hurts. I need a different receptacle. Jackie. That wasn't the solution. I need another. I think the solution is another bitch. (laughs) Well, this surgery puts him on his ass for six months. And actually, his senatorial existence is kind of shit. 
he's just fucked up so much. He doesn't do a lot. He's yeah. absent a lot. And he, uh, laying in bed, writes another book that people seem to give a shit about called Profiles and Courage. Profiles and Courage actually won a Pulitzer Prize. Wow, really? It's a history of senators who turned against their party for reasons of courage, I guess. So that's what he's trying to paint the picture of himself, it sounds like. I'm so stoked you said it. What a fucking dickhead, man. Because if you were to Google right now, Profiles and Courage, what you get is uh, many, many articles about how it's a great historical work and how it's a Senate, or it's Kennedy saying sometimes people in power need to turn against the power structure to do the right thing. Oh, my That's God. That's how it's presented. What it is, as you said, is really Jack trying to explain why he doesn't support his Democratic Party because he is courageous. Right. They are cowards. That it's makes... not just that I'm personal friends with Joe McCarthy. Look. I agree with you on all the political stuff. Sure. I'm going to do all these things I said I'm going to do. But then when I get there and I don't do them, it's because I'm courageous. Nobody else is. My political views are still the same as yours. I'm just doing the other stuff, the opposite, because of courage. Why are you complaining? I want a Poulter. (laughs) How did you get a Poulter? Jesus. He didn't write it. Uh, I'm going to just say that. Uh, Or someone else. It was his idea. He did a lot of research. Because he did lay up in bed a long time. But an associate named Ted Sorensen did the actual writing. Gotcha. It is well written, and it won a Pulitzer Prize for its historical influence and accuracy. Right. But the, like we're saying, the, the edge of it is that Jack is trying to excuse himself from being a piece of shit. Yeah. Hmm. That's my takeaway, anyway. That's what I think, too. So he goes back to the Senate. Everybody's impressed with what? A, oh, he's so strong. Oh, his back is messed up, and oh, he made it. Oh. And he actually walks into the Senate, and uh, some little kid who is hired to, like, open the doors for the senators opened the door for him, and he screamed in his face. Why? He said, I don't need anyone to open the door for me, ever. Really? And the kid closed the door, and Jack, on his crutches and his fucked up back, <laughs> struggled. And the kid's like, I don't really don't mind. I don't need your help. <laughs> I'm a Kennedy. Hold <laughs> my back. It took him about 15 minutes to open the door, but... He got into the into the Senate chamber. Did he go into a coma? <laughs> he just dropped. <laughs> and I'm here. I made another, it inside. Another six months of him being in a coma. He got his last right. Did he really yell at the kid? He actually did scream at a kid for opening the door for him, and then it took him about 10 minutes to open the door. Oh, my God. And everybody in the Senate chamber clapped. Which what? I, what courage. I was like, bravery. You fuck. Come yeah, on, guys. Because he literally, yeah, like he did spend 15 minutes trying to open the door. Like a fucking handicapped person because he is handicapped, and maybe he should just let the kid fucking open just the door. Like, are you, aren't you supposed to be getting into this meeting or something? Like, oh fuck! What is heroic about wasting tax dollars <laughs> for your own ego? Like, I could do it. Yeah, I don't need a handicap placard. He got the little kid's uh, mom's phone number though. Oh, he definitely fucked. I mean, her. He was there for fifty minutes. The conversation was kind of <laughs> odd and long awkward. enough. Where's your mom? <laughs> So, Jack wants to be vice president. Um, The Democratic candidate, as discussed in the Ike episode, is a guy named Adelaide Stevenson. Okay. And Adelaide reminds me of the current Democratic candidate, Andrew Yang. Adelaide? Isn't that like a medicine or something? I don't know what it is. Anyways. Well, Adelaide reminds me of Andrew Yang in that Andrew Yang, when you watch the Democratic debates, is 
hyper-intellectual. And he tells you the truth, and he tells you these are the solutions because he's a smart guy. I like that. Nobody will ever vote for him because he, people don't, that's not what they want to hear. Yeah. Which is also why Adelaide Stevenson lost to Eisenhower twice. Okay. And in Eisenhower's second term, Adelaide went up against him, and Jack was like, I'm going to be his vice president. He loses that race. Oh. Um, because Adelaide loses. He, he is selected as Adelaide's... He would have been vice president. I got you. But Adelaide lost. And um, he he burned a lot of bridges doing this because he made the rounds in support of Adelaide and burned a lot of his Republican connections and mafia connections doing that. Really? Yeah. Because he talked shit on everybody who wasn't an Adelaide Stevenson supporter. He didn't explain to them. He's like, look, this is just to get me into the spot. And then, trust me, I got your guys' back like I've been doing this whole time. He probably had meetings about that. But then public shit like, down with the whatever. Right. He got, yeah. Um, He then, uh, he actually took um, a luncheon with uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, FDR's wife. Oh. Who is like kind of the face of the Republican Party because Eleanor was always super loud and aggressive. And after FDR died, a lot of people saw her as the face of the, of the Democratic Party. She screamed at him for supporting McCarthy. Yeah. And he burned more bridges doing that. Good. Fuck him. Way to go. Um, he, uh, let's see. Around this time, Jackie got pregnant. Well, she was actually, sorry, she was already pregnant. And he decides around her due date for the pregnancy to go on a boat trip. Okay. So he, he's out sailing. He doesn't give a shit. And she goes into the hospital and actually miscarries with their first kid, uh, Arabella. Kennedy. That's a bummer. She miscarries. And Jack is out sailing and doesn't care. Yeah. Right. And around this time, we have mentioned many times that he has many notches in his belt, but I can't tell you the names of the people that he fucked because nobody wrote that down. I'm sure they swept that under the rug if there ever was. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first person that he had an affair with that I have a name for. Oh. Her name is Mary Pinochet Meyer. Whoa, wait. Is this just after his wife miscarried? Yep. Oh. Or during, probably. What a class act. He is a class act. Mary Meyer is a communist sympathizer hippie. What? Well, he doesn't care. She's like 21 and nice tits. Okay, yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. Uh, It's good. It gives good perspective, though. He was like all about going with McCarthy and all that stuff. But really, what it comes down to was more important than any politics, which is what he's supposed to be about. What's better than tits? Yeah. What a fucking douche. So he's fucking this hippie chick. And there's a lot of talk because Mary Pinochet Meyer, I actually like her a lot. The little bit of research I did, she's a painter and an artist and very loud, very hippie. Uh, uh, Tried to influence Jack towards to peace. Like, you're a senator. Let's have peace. And he was like, sure, baby, suck my dick. So uh, I won't go too much into it, but the FBI got wise of his affair with uh, Mary Meyer and tapped her phones as well. Mary Meyer ends up being assassinated. <coughs> what? Under very mysterious circumstances. Are we talking about assassinated because she was a commie or from the FBI? What are we talking well, about? Well, this is actually after uh, Jack gets killed. Mary becomes a very uh, big public voice ag- against the government narrative that it was just random, that it was just Oswald. Oh. She's like, 
I bet it was the CIA. I think the mafia was involved. I think there's a whole conspiracy going on. I have proof. I know people. I slept with him. I know people. And weeks later, she is shot in the head from behind while walking down the street. Jesus Christ. And some guy was, was, uh, went on trial for it, but he was acquitted. Okay. So that's that. Wow. Okay. She's dead. No consequences. Um, also, uh, around this time, he starts an affair with a local Washington stripper named Blaze Star, which is a great stripper name, great Blaze porn star name. Star. Blaze Star. Um, she actually, Blaze Star actually fucks Kennedy from now on. Oh. When Kennedy can't find anybody else to fuck, he calls Blaze. She's around. She fucks him. Um, There is a quote you can find from Blaze where she said, Jack was very quick and very wild. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think this means like, take your pants off. (laughs) Okay. See you later. Uh, She also said he knew what he was doing with women, so it didn't take very long. And that back of his did not phase him. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that. Uh, That's funny. I like to think, though, that one is that uh, I... It phased him, but he just didn't show it at the at that time. That's what like your back hurts, but you're fucking. You gotta finish. Yeah, yeah. And then you you're like, oh, that was great. And then he walked out the door. He's like, oh, oh yeah, Jackie. But sex is more important, Jackie. Than, than I need my cream. I need my back cream. <laughs> I need my shots. What is that? Was that called a uh, the cream that you use? Bengay. Bengay. <laughs> Give me some Bengay. So he fucks Blaze, walks out of the Oval Office, goes, Jackie, <laughs> Bengay, Bengay. <laughs> Yes, sir. Sex is more important than politics. It's more important than your shitty back. That is 100% Jack's philosophy. <laughs> yeah. YOLO. Yeah. Um, in 1957 of November, he has uh, his first child that doesn't die. Uh, her name is Carolyn. Carolyn Kennedy is actually still alive. She's an attorney and an author. Oh. She seems cool. Um, in 1958, he wins his second term into the Senate. Um, somewhere around this time, he also fucks Jackie's, uh, sister. Jesus. Her name is Carolyn Lee. Uh, uh, her husband's name is Radiswill, so her name is Carolyn Lee Radiswill. So she was married to? Yep. Is the whole family just whatever? Do they care? Does anyone care? They don't stop him because he's Jack. Yeah. They don't, you don't tell him what to do or he'll fuck your sister. <laughs> So like, it doesn't matter. He's going to get shot later. What's weird is like the Jackie and her sister, Carolyn, they, they attach themselves to powerful men because it's good for them. And Carolyn was married to this guy. I don't remember his first name, but his last name is Rad as Will. Mm-hmm. They, they get a divorce. And around then Carolyn starts hitting up a guy named Aristotle Onassis, who's like a, he's a, he's a Greek business guy. Aristotle. Exactly. He's got a cool name. Yeah. And this is much later in the story, but when after Jack dies, Jackie marries Aristotle Onassis. <laughs> and many people think it's that's her getting revenge against Carolyn for fucking Jack. Fucking funny. It's good. I don't care. That's hilarious. Fuck you. God, I, I, get the, I get the most powerful men. I get Jack. Oh, you fuck Jack? Okay. I get Aristotle too. So oh. Jackie got revenge. I, I love history. <laughs> it's ridiculous. These are the people that history books are like, oh, about. Yeah, these are ones like these are the greatest people they done. Oh, they're just so bunch of assholes, magnificent and heroic, heroic, oh. just decent folk. I love it all. Such 
morality. Yeah. Such justice. Granted, I, I have... And they just follow their dicks. I like Jackie way more than I like fucking JFK. Fuck. I, w- I wanted to do just Jackie, yeah. but what her story's so depressing. <laughs> Jax at least comes with some porn dick stuff, some boner stuff, and Play some war stars. stuff. <sighs> yeah. So... Um, the, another notable thing that Jack did in the Senate is from another people time callback. He created the Kennedy airlift program, which is when he brought African students to American universities, which when Gary Mathai did. Right, right. So I remember that. Thanks, Jack. Again, I don't think he gave a fuck about any of this. I think he was just hoping to fuck some African ladies, maybe. Yeah. Publicity stunt at best. Exactly. And you get college students over here and you're like hey you know whose name's attached to the program hey hey lady. you know who i am i'm the guy i'm the guy you're here for look at the look at the sign that says kennedy guess who i am hey i mean uh fuck a bunch of african ladies yeah um he also knowing that to become a president requires national presence more than just being a senator uh you know more than just being a yacht club dick he actually does go around and has a campaign tour where he does what he did before for the House, but for a presidential campaign, knocking on doors, shaking hands, going to places, uh, slipping money to delegates, doing his thing. Right. Breaking um, into buildings, maybe. Who knows? Probably. Just to... Maybe fuck. killing a guy. Whatever. And uh, he also... Um, incentivizes many newspaper pieces about what a cute and adorable family him and Jackie have. Jesus Christ. She, she's so pretty and he's so fun to look at and they have a cute little family and whatever was the People magazine or TMZ at the time were super into it. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, He then fucked another lady named Ganilla Von Post. Ganilla? Ganilla. She's a German lady who's an actress. Huh. According to her, she says that Jack told her that he wants to divorce Jackie for her, right. but that Joe Sr. said no, that it would ruin his political career. That's probably accurate, but also, holy shit. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? More fucking. Vanilla, vanilla. What difference does he make? He's going to fuck her anyways. He doesn't give a shit who, who yeah. she is. She's, she's a hole for him yeah. to fuck. Um, That's the excuse he told. I can't. I want to, but my daddy says no. So, I was going to leave my wife for you, because you're great. I love you the most. I got to go soon. You but take your pants off. I love you the most. Yeah. My dad said, no, um, I'm quick and fast, if you ask that other lady. <laughs> and then I'm out of here. <laughs> Until I get horny again. Yeah. Um, he gave a big speech in the Senate uh, denouncing France's activities in Vietnam. Um, what becomes the Vietnam War starts with Vietnamese, or sorry, French intervention against Vietnamese politics, blah, blah, blah. He actually does foresee that it's going to cause the Vietnam War and that it's all an argument about communism. Oh, he smells it, huh? Yeah, and he is actually anti-imperialist, where he's like, why are we, and why is the West investing in these countries when really the fight is about communism? Shouldn't we just go to the source and fucking fight Russia? Yeah. So I get that. Um, To... So if, to run for president, he's realizing that as a as a northern Democrat, he has no southern Democrat support. 
because in the South, they just – in the South, like we were saying before, Republican and Democrat sort of switched. Yeah. Back then, if you're from the South, you're a Democrat and you hate black people. Yeah. Um, and he knows that that's a problem. So he actually voted for an amendment to the Civil Rights Act that allowed for jury trials for officials charged with discrimination. So if a legal official like a government person or a cop is charged with discrimination, it used to be just the judge's call where the judge would be like, no, you acted appropriately, inappropriately. inappropriately. That's why you're on trial. What's uh, What's the time frame we're at right now, by the way? We are like... 57. Okay, yeah, so civil rights movement is definitely uh, has started up. Definitely. MLK does not like Jack because Jack votes to allow these trials to become jury trials, which means the local white populace yeah. becomes the jury to acquit white offenders for discrimination. Which happens time and time again over and over and over during this time frame. Yeah, and, and, and to, to the government's credit, they tried to stop it. There was an amendment to the Civil Rights Act that wouldn't allow this, that would allow the judges to call if it's discrimination, because judges can also be racist. Yeah. But you just have one guy you to say, is it, is it Democrat? Yeah, is it discrimination or not? But when it's a white jury, they're going to be like, well, he already got, he got what was coming to him. Yeah. He said hi to us. What the fuck? Hang so, him. Look, he said hi to a... Bl- uh, to a, uh, this black guy said hi to a white lady. How do we not hang him? Jesus would definitely hang him. Yeah. So this white jury, um, which Jack supported, would then hurt, uh, like hang that black guy. Yeah. So he builds from here what is called the Kennedy Party because, as I've said, he's not really a Democrat. He supports or he brings around him people who to to represent different places so he's got a guy on his campaign who's jewish he goes to jewish neighborhoods and it's like jack is for you he hires a an irish guy he goes to irish neighborhoods he hires a catholic guy he hires a conservative and he creates what what historians call the kennedy party right and he's got mlk that he's trying to make promises to uh-huh yeah he reaches out to black people i'm with you he reaches out to the to the white people in the south oh fuck you those black people are so nosy and he, he just tells people what they want to hear. As I say, it sounds like being president or running for it is really not that hard. You're just a yes man to everybody. Yeah. And just then lie. once you get into office, you just do whatever you feel like. Yeah. yeah. Fuck the He people. has no integrity. Yeah. He's a prick. Um, well, he does win the primary to become the Democratic president, for, or sorry, the Democratic candidate for president. Yeah. He wins in Wisconsin. He wins in uh, West Virginia. He wins in New Hampshire. And who's he running against in general uh, for the last... Uh, it's Nixon. Nixon, right. Ulti- ultimately, yeah. All right, so this is a two-part episode. So this is the end of part one of JFK. Good well, good job. Yep. I didn't want that to ha- to be the case. I wanted, J- I wanted to give JFK like a solid hour and a half and just talk shit, but it is there is more. There's a lot of info. There's a lot to, to his credit. And of course, as we know, the Second Life is going to be just crazy shit, so... Being a president, and then, oh, shit, he dies. Yeah. Oh. <gasps> Spoiler. 